It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres. AFL Trade Radio. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A massive official opening to the 2022 trade period. And on the late trade, we have man central to the two big storylines of the day. Jason Horn Francis wanting to leave North Melbourne after just one season. Harry Mackay now signed for the next eight seasons at Carlton. Stephen Silvani, David Noble, welcome to you too on the late trade for MEGT. Damo. Hey, Damo. You, you are central to these storylines today. I may as well start with you, uh, David Noble. You, you got to know Jason Horn francis well in a, in a short period of time, and that's all it's been for him at North Melbourne. Did you have an inkling that uh, the story that Cal Toomey dropped last night was was coming? And, and, and how far back did you think, as a North Melbourne-connected person, that there may have been some alarm bells around his, uh, his tenure? Certainly wasn't surprised this morning. To, to hear of it. Um, and I think there's probably, we felt there was interest mid-season, gen- genuine interest um, about, you know, just not as in, look, here's an offer. Like we, you know, but yeah, look, there's a South Australian player. Um, having worked at the Crows, I know how hard it is to, you know, make sure that you get those return players coming back. So yeah, we, we felt there was probably some genuine interest mid-season. From mm. Port? Yeah, well... Bit of both, I think, Sauce. Like, I think it just, they tracked them a little bit. They would have spoken to Benny Williams, his manager, about where he's at, how he's feeling, is he homesick? Um, but, yeah, nothing nothing substantial that we were, we were ever concerned about. Right. If I recall correctly, was it Adelaide that put a package to North to yes. get that first pick? It was significant. Yep. That was before last year's draft. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 There, there was no serious consideration given to that, though, was there? Despite it no. being quite appealing. Um in a general sense, that it, it might have stacked up to, to be at least talked about? No, we actually spoke to the family about moving here um, and whether or not that was an option to sort of continue to support. It's something that, you know, I've discussed at other clubs with other other families that might have some portability to come and support their player in that first year or two going forward. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're at that point. So there was, yeah, but there was no alarm bells at all in regards to him Mm. Um, departing or asking for a trade. Yep. Again, I know that obviously when you work at a footy club, as you both have for a long period of time, th- there's confidentiality attached to those arrangements and, and neither of you would, would break that. But in a general sense, David, if I just can ask you now, um, did he embrace being the number one draft pick and did he embrace being that at at a Melbourne club? He did. Yeah, very much so. He was um, a really one of the most determined and driven young men I've I've had the pleasure of working with <clears throat> certainly was in bracing of being the number one. You know, when I got a chance to meet him face to face, it didn't phase him at all. He, he um, wanted to be that, didn't he? Absolutely. He, he, didn't, he yeah. wanted the club to not bid on others. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, so no, he he was very genuine. Um, did he embrace Melbourne? Yeah, he did. The Melbourne um, side of things, and he certainly embraced North Melbourne. Uh, made some good friends. He's. I felt that he was, by the time I'd left, I felt there was a really clear direction for him to start to take. And obviously they had to appoint a new coach and go down that path. And I thought when Alistair um, was appointed, I thought it would be exceptionally good for, for Jason. Mm. So, Nobes, do you sense or did you get a feel that the pressure started to come being number one pick with him throughout the year? I think there's a combination of things. I think the way that we were going, um, I think the the level that he wants wants to and his teammates to play at. And I think there was some frustration that was building as a result of not delivering on the level that he wanted to as the number one, as comparative to a number of other players that had been taken early. You know, he was very much in tune with how they were going. All those young guys are. That's a pride thing. It it? is. I mean, I remember Hodgie doing some work with Cam Rayner in the same space, you know, about he's at this point and you're at that point, but... They do that naturally. And Hodge probably himself even back in his draft year. Yes. I mean, with the comparisons he had with Jardin, it maybe yeah. it's taken him time. Um, look, what I can say is, is it North has convinced itself that the the announcement coming when it did last night and, and, and obviously ramping up late last week is Alastair Clarkson doubt-related. Now, other people might have different views on that. And, and look, it may be a convenient out for Jason Horn francis and his camp to, to – basically relay that or at least have that as part of the conversation. But that is what North is convinced, that the whole doubt around that. So already this this racism investigation, initially Hawthorne, now AFL, in, in the narrative of this story is now connected to Jason Horn francis as well as other reach that it's already got. So that that's one part of this. Sos, when you, when you see that, I mean, just let me get your opinion on this. Were you surprised that, that it's come to this with Jason Horn francis one year into his AFL career? I am, um, because generally, um, unless there was an element of real homesickness, which North would have known um, for whatever, and, and, and other other issues, um, <clears throat> most management groups would make sure that that player would stay there for at least the two years. And most management groups would like to extend the two-year deal to a four-year deal. Generally, they'd like to see, give yourself a real chance to settle, see what you can do. So um, I am surprised, you know, I, I really am. Um, and I was speaking to Nobes before outside just saying, as, as um, you know, supporters and clubs, and do we put too much pressure on being the number one pick and even the number two or three pick purely because when you get – for a team that's actually in the top four and they get picked 16, 17, 18, that player there can go under the radar in terms of he can go in the VFL and develop and whether it's one, two, three years, there's no pressure on that kid. And they're harder teams to get into. And they're harder teams. So you know the expectation for them to get into the teams, yep, they can sit in the VFL system and, and let them get a good, uh, a good grounding. When you're a top two, top three, top four pick, all of a sudden, there's an expectation that you're going to be playing senior football straight away. You wheel the player out in front of your supporters. There's an expectation that he's the best kid in the land, so he should be playing straight away. It's it's It puts so much focus on that player. And you could see, and I, I don't know Jason Horn francis but you could see the frustration in his own game, his body language, that he wasn't able to do what he usually does because the standard is so much better than anything else around mm. the country. Mm. And, um, and, and it doesn't help their development. 
Um, so well, how, how do you then look at it now? I mean, you've you just referenced the, a lot of issues there that, that are that are public profile um, matters. He's now leaving the club that put the faith in him at number one yep. after one season to go back to a club that is crying out to be up on the near the top of the ladder again with a coach in the last year of his contract in a state that is is as footy mad as any part of the, the world when it comes to devotion to sport and, and one particular, you know, code of sport. So how do you line that up with what you've just said with what he's now going to be jumping into willingly? Well, exa- exactly right. So, um, you know, whether the comfort of being home um, helps his football, yeah, okay. which I'm, I'm sure it probably well, would. What's the driving reason? But <clears throat> look, it doesn't look it doesn't look great for North to think that the number mm. one pick last year wants to go home after 12 months, less yeah. than 12 months, to yeah. be perfectly honest. So that's that's not a great look. Um, so how how does North get out of this? Do they actually say, yep, we're happy to trade him or stand strong and go, no, we're not trading him. He's got another year to go with that contract and we're going to back back out our new coach. I reckon but- you would have been in the, in the latter camp if, if this was your player under those circumstances. My, my view... And, you would force him that, to uh, see out the contract. We, yeah, we would do things, um, we all do things differently. But if I'm North Melbourne, you look at, you go, okay, we're going to keep this kid, right? And we're going to make him go for 12 more months and, and back our system, back our new coaching, back whatever we're doing. Let's back it, back in that, that 12 months. Whoever that new coach is, by the way. Yeah, whoever it may be. But well, it, it's Elsa Clarkson, right? So you'd have fair faith in Elsa Clarkson to, you know, um, at least try and give him the best chance to want to stay at North uh, should he coach going forward. My view is this, is that I would try and keep keep him, but I wouldn't go actively go out as a club to seek a deal. I would go to the manager and say, right, because you've come to us today or on the weekend that you want to do this deal. Mm. He wants to go home. It hasn't given us any time to go and try and pursue other players, um, get into other deals. You've basically given us nine days, 10 days to do a deal. I would say, this is what we're prepared to do. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get back to David about this in a moment. What is that deal? If what, that's what you're going to say to his well, management, I, I don't know. Look, I'm just you went saying, pick one. Okay, and put it, it's got pick eight. Is it two? Is it is it two uh, picks inside? Um, one inside five and one inside ten or twelve? Is it a player and a pick? What's fair? One, one inside five, oh, one inside look, ten. I think for a first pick, you'd want two two early picks to pick up. Yeah, so, so you're, you're saying one pick. to five and, and six yeah. to ten. But understand yeah. this, you're losing a player that's already been in a system for one year. Know, you know that he can play at the level. You can see why he went number one. So you'd want a pretty good player. The player so you might you might say, listen, I want a player, a really good young player, plus I want your first uh, round pick to, st- to start with. And that might be pick eight. I don't know what uh, Port have got. Yeah, it but is. I wouldn't, pick eight. as a club, I wouldn't go out there and actively go – and seek that trade with Port Adelaide. I would say, right, he's our player. You know, uh, Horn Francis' manager, I don't know who it is, but I'd say you go and facilitate ben, ben the Williams. deal. I'd say for him to go and facilitate the deal because we're not going to waste our time. Mm. This is what we want. You go to the work. You go and persuade Port Adelaide what we want. That's what I'd do. Yep. David, I don't you, know what you do, Dave. Yeah, it's, do it's hard. I realise it's hard for you to talk about. Your, your, your relationship with him, if we can just have that part of the conversation, people have had perceptions of that. Some of it was relayed. But ultimately, only only you can articulate what it was. I mean, how was it? And do you think that he got off to a good start with relationships with people at the club? I felt I had a pretty good relationship with him, to mm. be honest. Um, yeah, it was 
you know, I challenged him a lot um, because he, you always do the ones that have that great talent. Yep. You know, you want to extract it out of them as, as quick as you can. So um, from that side of things, I, yeah, I, I thought I had a good relationship with Jace. Um, and certainly he was one of the guys that came in on the day that I was exited from the club. He came back in a second time to sort of say goodbye and have a really good chat. So that was pretty special, you know, mm. in, in the fact of giving those guys their first chance. Um, it's it's difficult in the sense that I'm sort of split a bit. If I look at it from a GM's perspective, I'm saying let's keep him for 12 months. Let's make him honour his contract. Um, if I'm a coach saying there's a guy that's homesick that's not really going to be invested, then let him go. Mm. That That's the conundrum that I think the club's going to have to wrestle with. Can they Can they help him in that space if it's in particularly in regards to being homesick can they actually get him more invested into the club and that's not saying that he wasn't but can they actually get him over that hump of that homesickness to then be that player that they want if they don't feel like they can um then you know maybe from a coaching perspective you go i need players that are going to be committed yeah that are going to give their all be part of a team mm. um and yeah, that, that's probably how I would tend to look at it. Yeah, but I, I, I agree with Sauce. They've got to come with something that is just tantalizing, irrefutable. To yeah, go, we have to do that. Deal. Yeah, to at least get the conversation Absolutely. to a serious level, not yep. just not just a speculative one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I think. Look, Dave would know the person better than what I I do, but I, I look at Tom Papley, who wanted to come to Carlton. Yep. You know, three four years ago, had had um, for, for various reasons, but had. Uh, I think he had two rema- uh, remaining years on his contract. Couldn't get the deal done. He's just done an extension at the Swans. So you can turn him. Like, it's, mm. it's interesting. It's not... You're in this situation probably, well, the last time, um, and this is a direct comparison, the number one draft picked in 2013 was, was Tom Boyd. Uh, yep. One year into that deal. Now, I know there was an element of vengeance to the whole Bulldogs going to get him. I say that because Ryan Griffin walked out on them as captain and went to GWS. And there was an element of let's get him back. Now, get him back was Tom Boyd in the mix. Now, you had him on your books. You chose to let him go as a club. Yep. So how does that line up with you saying you'd hold him to the deal? No, I, I think I think that it was more so. I think that deal was sort of um, the Griffin deal was. They were happy to see Griffin go. I think he he wanted to. Just trying to recall because it was about ten years ago. That, yeah, that, uh, end that, of two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but he walked out as captain of the Bulldogs. Yeah, he did. But I think that deal was ended up being Tom Boyd, pick six, and Griffin. So there was. Griffin, pretty good player. Griffin made the decision to go before yeah. Boyd became okay. part of it. Yeah, you yeah. might know more than that. No, I'm, I'm just what I'm lining up there though is is the the staunch nature of keep your player under all circumstances. Yeah, and, against letting and, him and go. You're right, yeah. but understand what we had up there as well from a list management point of view. We loaded up with tools. There was there was uh, Cameron. There was Johnny Patton. Yep. I think mm. we'd. Um, uh, so Boyd was what he was. Was he year three? I think. It no, was. he's one year in. No, but but three three the third year into the the Giants, I think uh, Whitfield was the first pick. Oh, third year in, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so end of two thousand fourteen was when he left. When he left, yeah. yeah. So we're yeah, third here. season so completed we, we, as a club. We yeah. loaded up with tall, so there was an opportunity. Where was everyone going to play? Could mm. we play Patton? Boyd yeah. and Cameron. And, Cam, and also yeah. Cam McCarthy too. Cam McCarthy he, he was, was there. Right, I think yeah. Rory Lobb might have come in as well. Like yep. There was quite a, a mm. number of talls. So there was a bit of a list management issue. So unless we got what we wanted, I'm sure that deal wasn't, wasn't going to get done. But 
they came to the party and, and we you know, were able to do it. So my, my point is they can offer what they want. So from a list management point um, point of view from North Melbourne is what do you what 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 is it that's going to get this deal done? And who's going to facilitate the trade? Like, mm. is it going to be North? Are they going to say, look, we don't really want to trade the number one pick that hasn't even been at our club for 12 months? Or is it going to be the manager that's going to facilitate the trade and do mm. all the negotiating and take you know, take the heat? Yeah. Take the heat there, there's no doubt there's onus on managers, I think, to get the deal done before it often is made public. And and, and pick eight's not going to cut it. A pick eight in their future first round pick, to me, is not going to cut it. No. Um, as, as something that North's going to immediately sit down and talk about. But something else, um, obviously. I've got a different view to you, Sauce, on these ones. I, yep. I take the view. Again, I'm coming at it from the outside. So yep. I take the view. Once someone is so adamant they want to get out, you, you just let them go. But you get to your point, though, you make it work for you. But, but you, you don't consider keeping them. Yeah. I, I think you can turn some around. You can, well, I'm not saying you can do it to all, all but time, I, yeah. I look at Tom Papley. Yeah. And, and, and he's, just, he's just one. Ryan like, O'Keefe, you know, prior to that, um, yeah. you know, who, who won a, a Norm Smith medal after trying yeah. to leave the but, Swans. But, yeah. I think it's littered with players out there that you can turn around. But it, look, I think the scenario of this one is that he's so young. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we'll, we'll continue to talk about it. And uh, in, in you, Soss, and, and you, David, we've got people close to the situation. And, and Soss, we um, we will hit uh, hit the Harry Mackay topic on the other side of this as part of a, a Beaumont's news update. Uh, the man who recruited Harry Mackay is now locked away until the end of 2030. We'll t- speak about that and a heap of other footy matters relating to the 2022 trade period. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Trade up to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today.
The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Yeah, look, it's really exciting for us and, and for Harry. I mean, to get him committed long-term, it's a big deal, along with Charlie, but to have those two key pillars locked away is really exciting for our footy club and speaks volumes for the environment that's been created that our players want to stay and want to play together. So it's it's been, uh, yeah, it's been good negotiations, really, really well done. Um, all the way through. Um, Dave Trotter at Hemisphere does a great job and, um, yeah, we're wrapped to have it completed. That's the voice of Nick Austin today announcing the extension by seven years to make it an eight-year deal in totality of (coughs) Harry Mackay as the full forward for the Carlton Football Club. Sauces, the man who recruited Harry Mackay, how does it make you feel? Fantastic result for Harry. I mean, to have an eight-year contract um, is huge. Like, there wouldn't be too many plays in the competition, if any. Has anyone got an eight-year – has anyone done an eight-year other than – Just trying um, to think off the top. Lynch from Brisbane years ago. Yeah, well, Buddy's on the nine-year, which, oh, but, which yeah. just has just expired. But, yeah, there's a few sevens, I think, floating around. I mean, in fact, a couple of Richmond players in, in Tim Taranto will get a seven-year deal, and that's yeah, underway yeah. as we speak. But, okay, great deal for Harry. Is it a great deal for look, the, Carlton the, the, Sauce? The only thing I – I think, look, Harry's – it's pretty difficult to find key position players, right? Let's let's put that on the table. Coleman mentalist. I think the only concern I reckon down down the track is, and just re- reading between the lines with the contracts they've done with Charlie and Cripper and um, Zach Williams and so forth. And, and, and Walsh, Walsh is yeah, gonna, which is yeah. and it's great that they've stayed at that footy club. By the way, is that. It looks like they're basically going to pay their top seven, eight players, nine players, um, and then the rest of the group is are just going to have to fit in a line and probably take discounts along the way. So, um, which can be dangerous purely because you know you get some players that pop a bit, you're going to leave yourself a little bit vulnerable there. Um, but they may have may have more information in terms of where the where the TPP mm. uh, increases are coming. I guess when you're doing those long-term contracts, what you've got to look at is making sure that the TPP increases aren't in those contracts because that's where you can get a bit of a saving along the way. So whether they're not in there or there's only a small percentage increase. But so, when the managers want the yeah, they, increases to Generally come? they do. Yeah. Generally they do, but that's where you've got to negotiate reasonably okay. hard. Um, so you know, uh, so that what they're saying, I think, is that They've got the core of the group that this is what's going to win Carlton the flag or get us to success. Our top seven, eight players, yep, we're happy with. And then we're going to have to just manage the, the remainder of our players on, on on contracts that fit in with us. It's great security for him. Um, just a couple of other players. I mean, t- uh, Josh Kelly at the Giants had a, a two plus six year arrangement, six year option yeah. basically. So that was an eight year deal effectively yeah. once he agreed to the option in his way. There's a couple of other people at the Giants on long term deals. But Sauce. I was under the impression Mackay was on close to 900000 anyway. Yeah. So it's going to be that figure plus some on this new deal, I would have thought. Now, I'm only – it's me on the outside. Kerno, I would imagine, with the new deal, is going to be on something similar, if yeah. not more than that. So there, there's your two big boys. I think they're worth every cent, by the way. But about a million dollars each for them. Trips would be on a million dollars as well. So there's a third player on about a million dollars. Sam Walsh – 
Again, Sauce, I would imagine he's on 750 plus already, maybe more. Weedering's probably up there as well. On that number, on that sort of number, oh, or? he'd be he'd be certainly seven fifty. Wow, plus, and, and we think. know we know that Zach Williams came in on money not yeah. a lot dissimilar to the weedering number you've just mentioned, and Adam Sard's on yeah Look, on good money too. I don't know what their model is. I mean, the the only thing you well, worry pay, about pay a lot of money to big players. <laughs> Look, if they get a flag. You know what? They're geniuses. Like, well done. And that's what that's what you know the supporters want. That's what obviously. And they, Sauce they, is another one. Mitch McGovern, McGovern, which and I think you would be aware of <coughs> yeah. that number, which yeah. again is high. I don't know how they're squeezing all these guys. Well, he's in. he's last year. He's got a year to go. So um so basically, um and it's when they come out, at what age are they coming out of these contracts? So right at the minute, if you look at the Harry one, it's probably thirty-three. Uh when does Cripps get out? Thirty-three. Zach Williams, probably the same, 32, 33. So it's it's when they come out of contract that can be a concern mm. because you know, they, they could tip at 30, 31 years of age and all of a sudden you're carrying them the last two years on a million dollars. So that's that 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 can be a concern. So it doesn't um, matter if you get if you get a flag, it doesn't matter. You can have no, all, no, all, well, these, all these that, conversation that, that, bets that are off. 100%, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But you can see on the reverse side what's happened at the Giants. And what 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 Collingwood have had to have done, mm. and you know we're seeing what's happening at the Gold Coast in terms of having to give plays away and giving up picks. At least GWS and Collingwood got to grand finals, one hundred percent, and lost grand finals. And, 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 but at least they got there. And, and Gold well, this Coast is all hasn't. in. I mean, this is obviously all in for Carl yeah. in terms. This is the group. But the the only doubt is, and and I think you know the players are obviously quality players, but they haven't played finals. Mm. They yeah. not play finals yet. How do you look at all this, David? From from maybe if you put on your your um football department boss hat that you've had yep. at two senior levels at two footy clubs. Um, again, sometimes it's just what's in front of you you deal with, don't you? I mean, you don't necessarily yeah. set out to I think have this situation at Carlton, but you couldn't lose Cripps, you couldn't lose Walsh, you couldn't lose Kurnow, you couldn't lose McCoy. So they're, they're, it's disastrous if any of those players want to go in terms of how you you know you got them on your books. You can see the talent, you know they're superstars if it all comes together, and they already are superstars. So. Yeah. How do you see it though? Now that you've had, you know, the, the time in the game at, in those positions where you, where you make the calls on such matters. I well, I was surprised. I must admit, this morning when I got up and saw the the length of the deal, um, we don't know, and very, very few times we get the details. Like if it's a five plus a two option, and he's got to hit either game trigger or a certain components of those, and then he gets the extra two that's at a limited. Um, cost, then that that to me makes sense. I get that. If it's a straight seven-year deal, I'm going the risk here, the risk mitigation aspect. I mean, we talked last week as to how clubs get themselves into trouble with managing their cap and back-ending deals. Well, this is this is one that you can get yourself squeezed because you, you need to ask three or four of the top-enders to take a cut. You're trying to bring another player in. We'll back-end it. If you've bell-curved it in the way that you know a lot do and try to pay them the high-end portions in the middle, and then roll it off at the back end. And while we'll pick up that as we go because we've got space at the back, mm. it doesn't come to fruition. The space at the back end of the, the deals always gets used up by something else. Yeah. So the risk for me is the what happens in the in year five and six and seven, if you're trying to bring another couple of players and the Colton think, well, we now need to go and get, you know, another player. Yeah. Um, a Joe Danaher or, you know, I'm just using him as an example for Brisbane – how the hell do you fit him in? Oh, well, we'll, we'll take a discount. We'll pay in the back end of your deal. Then you get into trouble. 
Yeah, that's where you can potentially run yourself you just at risk. Defer the problem. Yeah. Either uh, getting reminded by a couple of people on on text here too that both Oliver and Petrarca are on really long term deals yep. at, at Melbourne. Petrarca twenty twenty nine, Oliver till twenty thirty. It brings up an interesting point. Where do you spend your money? Do you spend your money in the midfield, or do you spend your money <laughs> up forward where you're going to get? Goals, you know, like well, it's, it's an fa- interesting how you strategize around how you spend your cap. It's a fascinating conversation, isn't it? I mean, I suppose, um, I mean, Melbourne, Melbourne has got a bit of both, haven't they? Because yep. Gorn's on massive money. Well, as in contextually yep. speaking, yep. big money. Uh, they're bringing another player in in Grundy who's going to be on good big money. Now, whether it's all from Melbourne or, or partly from Collingwood, it's still big money. So they're having a bit each way, aren't they? Yep. And, and I suppose Carlton is to a point too, isn't it? Because Cripps and Walsh are amongst that, and yep. obviously the two big forwards are. They've actually delivered money. though. It Melbourne has, Melbourne. Yeah. Flag, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the feeling, Sosh, you wouldn't have put even if even though you recruited him and you've got your heart in his career in the AFL. No, I, I get the feeling I, you I wouldn't worry, be putting these no, players on my, for these I think, deals. I think from the, the Blues' point of view, is how many players are on long term deals. It's not. But we just read yeah, it off. You're worried about the gap and who can grow and who can that, remain at the and club. And also the risk of one or two of those players falling over. Yeah. If you've got five, six, seven, eight, you know, the, say well, there's seven, eight. Well, on we just big read it off eight, didn't we? Yeah. So the risk of two of those falling over, it can hurt you at the end. So it's how many are on long, long term deals. Mm. Yeah. Does, um, does Harry Mackay play ruck enough sauce? I I put it to you because that was what I was hearing during the year, that he just doesn't want to subject himself to the the ruck. Only for five minutes a quarter or not even sometimes. But is he reluctant? Well, I'm unsure whether he's reluctant or not. But, look, I think when you're 2-0-2, you should be able to pinch hit at least around – okay, if he's – if you're not prepared to go in the centre square bounce, I get that. I wouldn't want to go in the centre square bounce, to be honest. Like that's, but around the ground, it's a little bit of wrestling, body on body, protecting the fall of the ball. Really, mm-hmm. you should be at able least to forward do half. At well, times. no, well, I mean, or forward fifty. Forget forget the centre square bounce. Anywhere else around the ground, you should be able to go up and provide a contest. It allows you to stay in the game at times oh, 100%. too. You know, like a, a variation, you can put that opposition ruckman to the sword by pushing forward hard. Oh, it's all those components that. He's got that skill set to do. I mean, obviously, you haven't watched him close enough to do that, but it's yeah. a, it's it's actually nice to get a couple of touches around the ground. It yeah. gets you involved mm. a little bit. I mean, when you're deep, when you're cold deep, it's 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 really difficult. But to think that you know what, I can go up the ground for three or four minutes and get involved. That helps you touch. Helps yeah. helps you feel of the game. Mm. Yeah. Look, well done to the to the pies uh, for the Blues for doing it. Like oh, they've yeah. got it. They've got their guys are starting to get there. The ducks in a row. I guess it's just the only questions around the the length of time and how that contract's constructed and the risk going forward. That's my only thing. But well done for getting it all in that direction. Yep. They've just got to win a flag, and that's yep. not not easy as no. we as we know. So uh, they're certainly loaded up, and you can understand why they've put those players on those long term deals. But uh, now comes the onus of uh, performance and outcome, and and that's all on those Carlton players as of next year. David, um, we've been doing uh, your list analysis throughout the course of our time together on the late trade, and, and at some stage of the, the next hour and a half we will, and, and we can do it whenever you want to do it. But who's on the uh, agenda today? Well, we didn't get to the Lions last week. Yep. Um, a few things popped up on Friday, so we can go to the Lions and then whoever else yeah. outside of that You're top eight that you want to come up with, we'll yep. uh, we'll go with those. Lions and the Ds. So we might yep, even do sure. both of those clubs, either yeah, if not today, certainly in the next couple of days, or certainly um, today or tomorrow, and we'll work your way all the way down the ladder. And for those who missed what you have done in that space, uh, you can catch up with it uh, on the social media platforms related to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Let's take a break and we'll be back with more on the other side of it. 
the late trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Even when we don't ask for the uh, the talkback one to be open, people want to speak to you, uh, David Noble, and you, Stephen Silvani. So we'll head to the calls now, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. We'll go to Nary Warren first up here with uh, Jeremy. Hi, Jez. Hey, how's it going? We're well, mate. You want to talk about the uh, the man of the day, the man of the moment, Jason Horn Francis? Yeah, so um, I'm a North supporter. It's been a bit rough uh, recently. But um, what do you think uh, North should get in return? As much as I can, Jeremy. Apologies that I we weren't able to play better than we did the last couple of years, mate. So hang in there. Um I think in in these times, it's you've got to get as much, you've got to maximise as much as you can if the decision is that you're going to move the player. I think the age profile, Jeremy, as you would know, being a fan, needs some help in that 23 to 26 year old bracket. I'm sure Brady and the boys are, you know, continuing to sort of work in that space. So, if you could get something back in the sense of a player in that space, that range, that experience, or you can use some picks to trade to get something in for it. Um, yeah, it's, I've always looked, Damo, that these are not in isolation deals. You've got to look at what ends up happening in the, the fullness of the whole trade period to what you end up losing and bringing in over a period of time. Yep. And Jeremy, uh, Sauce before uh, Express Sauce, and, and, and if I have misrepresenting what you said here, two picks inside 10, basically, in the next two drafts. One to five and one between six and 10. Is that a fair assessment least, as a starting at, point? At least. Yeah. And, yeah, and a player. And a player. Yep. Yeah. So, Jeremy, there's a lot to play out with that because uh, on paper, Port can match part of that. They can match the the pick they've currently got, that being pick eight, but they're, they're pledged to potentially offer the, the next year's first-round draft pick um, is not going to get that done given that they're trying to recruit someone like a Jason Horn Francis so they can get back up to the, the prelim final position on the ladder, which obviously gives them a, a, a far less um, – less, uh, Good pick than than, than uh, what is on paper. So, Jeremy, thanks for your call. Let's go to Mitch now in Seaford. Hi, Mitch. How you going? Good, mate. Good, good. I'm a big fan of the rampaging Saints. I'm just wondering, look, you know, it doesn't matter we didn't get to goey, but, you know, why don't we think outside the square and get someone else in, like, you know, from another code, like a, a Jared Hayne who'd really fit the culture of the club. Not sure where you're going with all of that, Mitch. But they're not really doing a hell of a uh, a lot. Um, there's even talk that they could, well, they're yet to get commitments as to what he wants to do at this stage from from even Hunter Clark, who obviously someone was taken high in the in the draft, um, missed out on Jordan Degoe. They're not um, actively seeking anyone that we can tell now. Whether they choose to use the next week and a half to, to get involved, um, there's a couple of giants who are, are gettable. Um, not just the ones who've been been named, but yeah, Mitch, uh, I know you're going in a different path there, but just on the Saints itself, uh, not expected to be big players at this stage. Let's go to uh, to Joe now. He wants to talk about the Dockers. Hi, Joe. Hey, boys. How are you? Good, mate. Uh, just regarding Freo Dockers and, like, the people leaving, um, do you guys think that uh, a possibility like Quinton Narkle to get picked up and um, playing for Freo or any WA teams next year? I do, I do. Just given he wasn't able to to find a regular spot or even a spot at times in the uh, in the Geelong team this year, been on the list for some time. 
I think there's a team out there that he'd play 22 matches at and and, and one of the two Perth teams in, in the West Coast, I think, would easily fit him in. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to find a a regular spot in the, the Dockers. Sauce. Yeah, I mean, often what, what will happen is obviously he's delisted. There, there are probably no trades for him because he's a delisted free agent. We'll see what happens at the end of the trade period, whether he gets picked up as a delisted free agent or whether he comes in as a rookie at, at a football club. Yep. Joe, thanks for your call. We'll head to Williams Landing now. We'll have a chat with Max. Hi, Max. G'day, boys. Um, just a quick one. Um, with pick ten, Carlton's pick 10, because um, there's so many picks going left, right and centre, where does that pick 10 end up? And also, what sort of player are Carlton looking at? Is there any standouts in this year's draft? And is there any uh, coming up father and son players um, coming up for the Blues in the next couple of years? Look, I, I, I don't know the, uh, the the options in coming up. The, the pick 10 they've currently got at this stage, Sauce. Might go out to 11 or 12. It'll be 11 because of Will Ashcroft yeah, and the yeah. bidding on Will Ashcroft. Then is there another one? Someone Fletcher, else? Is Fletcher, they're, they're saying higher. Jasper Fletcher a little bit. Lower. A bit lower than that, yeah. yeah. So it may not yeah. be until about so the 20 11. pick or, yeah. yeah. So that, that could become, well, it's guaranteed to become at least 11 max and, and we just don't know what the academies are, are going to do beyond that. And, and I, I've got no line <laughs> of sight on who they may want with that pick 11 at this stage. So, so yeah. have you got a, I mean, you, I think you, I've heard you say even last week on the late trade that the, the top six in this year's draft are appealing across the board. I, be- but- I, I believe so. Um, I don't, and just the other part, to his question about father's sons that they may have coming through at Carlton. Um, I'm, I'm not totally across it, but Andrew Walker's son, I think it's Cody, can really play. Okay. So that's one for in the next sort of four to five years. Yep. Max, thanks for your call. Let's go to Alan now in South Australia. G'day, Alan. Hi, how are you? Well, mate, just turn your radio down well, if you can, please. Right now, but they... How are you going, guy? All right? Yeah, far away, mate. You want to talk about the Bombers? I do. I'm, bomb- I'm a passionate Bomber supporter. I have been since I was 15 year old. Um, I love the Essendon Football Club. I just think it's strange that uh, they've sat rotten like they did. But uh, other side, do you think they'll be very active in the trade period this year? Do you know? I get the feeling that they won't be too active, Alan. That's just my take on on, on Brad Scott coming into the club. I, I think he, he likes what he already sees. I feel he just wants to give everyone a, uh, a a chance under his watch and as such doesn't want to sort of, I think, jeopardise the, the chance that he might be able to um, make them better. Now, that's just the way I, I think I'm reading the situation when it comes to him and Adrian Dodoro did say earlier today, and we're just teeing this up as we speak, uh, that there was interest in, in Jack Bowes. But but like I think every club, when they talk about an interest in Jack Bowes, it's the interest in the pick seven that comes with Jack Bowes. And this was Adrian Dodoro earlier today at Marvel Stadium talking about what the Bombers are up to. Yeah, certainly. He's probably a high priority for us. Um, he's someone that we've tracked over the last couple of years, so it's just not been something that we've thought about over the last uh, couple of days. Uh, we, we have a need for a, a big inside mid, and he, we think he's got the scope um, to really help us. Yeah, that's Adrian Dodoro there, Alan. And uh, and guys, do, do you get the feeling, either of you, that they're going to do anything no, of significance? They're think- always hard to deal with. I think with what Brad said and um, a little bit coming out of Essendon that they they want to attack the draft and keep adding yeah. youth. 
Um, that's not to say they won't bring in players, whether that's through delisted free agency. Um, so it just really depends on whether it's a slider picks. You know, that, that could be a possibility as well. But they certainly want to attack the draft. And uh, I'm sure they'll get one or two players through the door um, and probably more so in that midfield area. And they're probably looking at a tall for, forward or tall back, whether that's through the draft or whether that's mature age. Yep. Mm. Alan, thanks for your call. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll, we'll look at the Jack Graham situation on the other side of it and, and the uh, the ramifications probably for him in, in terms of Port Adelaide going all in on Jason Horn Francis and officially so at about the time that Jack Graham was being put through a uh, an official tour of the club. I'll just get your views on on that, and we'll uh, we'll look at that and and many other issues today. We'll have a look at the Collingwood and Hawthorne situation over what's happening with Tom Mitchell. Liam Jones expected to be announced as a uh, as a Bulldogs player inside the next twenty four hours officially. So all that and more to come on the late trade. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Trade up to Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Oh, look, you know, I mean, things things ended with Jack in, a, in an amicable fashion. Um, you know, I think from, from his perspective, you know, he, he toured the facility, you know, probably made the decision in the end to... Um, to stay where he is, and we understand that. You know, we, we've gone through this um, process during the, the trade period a number of times, where you um, where you speak to players, and ultimately they they don't all end up choosing your club, and and that's fine. You know, you've, you, but you've got to be in it to win it. That's Chris Davies of Port Adelaide Football Club talking about the Jack Graham situation. It became very public last week when. The two-time premiership player at Richmond went and had a tour of the power facilities. It was on the back of uh, him just wanting to explore opportunities and also back on on the back of an invitation from Port to come over to have a look uh, after Tim Taranto, which is uh, going down as a an official trade with Richmond, expected also Stephen Hopper to, to create some genuine competitive tension in that midfield group at Richmond, of which Drake Graham uh, has been part of and will continue to be part of, given that... He's not going to Port Sauce. Well, is that? Did he just go over and have a look, or did they commit to him? Well, I don't think you just jump on a plane and bob up at the a footy club and get a tour with the coach and others there, and also have the cameras there either at the same so, time. So, whose de, who's, who's decision was it? Like, was that um, Jack Graham's or Jack Port? Graham? Well, you tell me if you know more than I do. Jack Graham wanted to explore what was out there, and he's obviously from South Australia. There'd been interest prior to this particular period in time for him in the past. Uh, obviously, with Taranto coming in, the expected acquisition also of Hopper, he did look, and Port Adelaide suggested to him, maybe come and have a look and see what you think of our facilities here. And I, I think he went over there. It was my belief, Sauce. He went over there thinking that if this all goes well and I want to say yes to them, I'll I'll go there. But clearly some developments with the Jason Horn francis situation after that have meant that That's been Jack Graham's not going there. Yeah, I, I just find it particularly with Richmond and even his management group, that he would go over there just to I'm not he's got a year left on his contract. <clears throat> I think um, it's two years. Well, given that there's some KPIs he yeah. needs to meet to make it a two year extension, but I don't think they're that I find it very to make. strange that he just went over there, met the coach, 
flew over there, the camera's there, and then all of a sudden he's not going. <laughs> Is that because of what's happened with Jason Oh, Horn I think Francis, I'm just reading think? between the lines here. I just think if the Horn Francis thing's popped up, they've obviously you know, they've changed tactics and thought, okay, we've got an opportunity to get Horn Francis over Jack Graham. Um, so I, I just I probably feel for the kid if that's the case that, you know, they yeah. have committed to him and, and all of a sudden they've just, they've changed tactics. Do you think it was, was a commitment? Oh, I th- well, More than just come and sound it out. My, my understanding is um, that he was a priority for them, um, but that changed tack since, which I can understand from a football club's point of view. Mm. Um, if I'm a management group, I'd be bit, bitterly disappointed knowing that I've put my player through that situation and then all of a sudden, you know, he's keen to get there and then all of a sudden they've changed tack. That happens because the football club has got to do the best thing Yeah. For the club now, and with due respect to Jack Graham, um, if it's Jack Graham and Jason Horn Francis on the wall, and you've got a yeah. choice of one, now one comes with. Yeah. I think you take Jason Horn Francis, do you, David? Is that is that? I know that doesn't always work that way, but no, it doesn't. It, look, it might have been to, to Chris. I really like the way Chris operates the club. Maybe they got over there and Jack's spoken to Kenny about the role and going, yeah. Sort of playing a similar sort of role where I am, you know. Like, why would I? I move. There might be some financial incentives. There might be, there might be a little bit of that in there. There might also be the fact that you get a, a young talent you can build your midfield around for the next ten years, and you go, well, if you weigh it up, mm. you go, well, we might need to to go in a bit more more on on Jason than you will on Jack. Yeah. But there may well be some truth, or, or certainly from my side of things, from Chris to say, look. Yep, he's decided not to come. Maybe on the basis of the role that he spoke to Kenny about and going, I'm playing a similar role, I'll just stay where I am. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I don't have all the details here, but all I'm saying is that they're the difficult decisions that yeah. can happen during trade week that Absolutely. all of a sudden something else pops up and you got to understand you've got a player and a management group yeah. involved here. Mm. You, you it's how, how you handle that is really important because – you're going to have to take a hit from a club point of view, knowing mm. that, you know what, we've gone a fair way down the path with this particular player. We've brought him over. He's met the coach. He's met players. He's this, that, and whatever. Yeah, there's investment And then there. all of a sudden, mm. okay, something's popped up over here that we like a little bit better. It's managing that player and that and that management group as well that you've got to try and keep that relationship with that management group. And I get it with Port. Like, you know, like if you've got a player out of there that can really help you and he's got a, a 10-year future compared to a five- or six-year future, I know what I'd be doing, you know. So, But it's about managing that. Um, and they're the difficult things some clubs have to, have go, to go through at times. Yeah. Look, all reports too. So let's just remind our listeners how it works. When a player gets drafted in the first round, there's a, an elevated income that, that's greater than the second round and third round, et cetera. But say, say a first-round draft pick, and then a one draft pick that Jason Horn francis was, what would he have been on by way of the standard player contract for North Melbourne this year and last year? It's, is it about – 90 grand, is it the state? And, and then no, match payments on top it's of all that? It's more yeah. than that 110? Keep going. I think it's – 20? Yeah. Plus match? Plus match. Yeah. yeah. And, and is the match part of that negotiable? No, there's nothing negotiable no, in, the first, in the first two CBA, years. It's all set. So, so could you, if you play the 22 matches, and he played 17, so yep. would he have got close to $200,000 this yep. year? Okay. Yep. All right. So that, that's what he's on next year, and that's not – yeah. Now, is that – Negotiable now that he's moving clubs. Can he can he get as much as what I believe to be eight hundred thousand dollars that that is the part of the offer to become a power player? Can, can no. that kick in next no. year? Yeah, no. yeah, first two years are standard. 
Um, the only thing you may be able to get in there are, are best and fairest results where, no, yeah. um, and I'm not too sure what you can get through. But generally say it's top five, when it gets 50 to the fifth gets 10 or, or might even scale even differently than that. But I'm not too sure if you say you finish top top five, you can get an extra 180. I'm not too sure whether you'd get yeah. that amount through, but if, uh, Dave. But it, you can yeah. do B, B and F incentives. Okay, yeah. so you're guaranteed by way of the standard player contract for, for two years as a draftee. Yeah. Yep. Um, so those draftees that after one year renegotiate, can money be brought forward to that second year? Or you're saying no? Hit me with that again. Okay, sorry. so let's no. no. I know okay. what you're saying. So, so Nick Nick Dacos, for instance, would yeah. have signed a two year deal like everyone else. If Collingwood was to renegotiate that deal now, yeah. could he get a whole lot more money next year, which would be second year? No, no. So, no, so, so the money you're getting and the contract you're offering, it's all for beyond that second year. So, oh, yeah. so Jason Horn Francis, even as a as a, a new player in a new club next year with a fresh deal, will still only be on the yeah. about two hundred thousand dollars. Which is something. Possibly the AFL can look at in terms of that. If you do renegotiate uh, an extension on your contract, maybe that's something they can look at. That their second year doesn't have to be the standard play contract. It can actually be brought money can be be brought what, into that second second year. It's all yep. been part of the CBA negotiations and and a tool that allows or the AFL feels helps clubs manage a little bit of their cap in that early days until you know what the talent's going to deliver. Yeah, okay. Because so, we had the same with Cam Rayner with um, with Paul Connors. First two were set. You can't touch those. And then beyond that, it's you're on the open market. After that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mate of ours, Kane Corns, is always banging on about, in his eyes, which I don't agree with, the, the need to extend those contracts of, of the – of the player at the at the draft stage, and he, he's of a view that four years. I don't see that ever being considered by the the players association, given the restraint of trade elements around all that. But it wouldn't to me. It wouldn't solve any problems. I mean, <laughs> Jason Francis would want to leave after one year, whether he had a one year, a two year, a three year, or a six year deal. He would still request to leave now. What about had he extended his contract before the start of the season? So does that help that you can actually? Go okay. You before he's come. even played a game. Yeah, so you before he's even played a game, he probably would have still asked to leave anyway, wouldn't he? The way it's unfolded. Yeah, maybe not. I, I think you would. Have, when you walk into a club, you're fairly happy straight away and whatnot. So, um, I, I think I think that's an area we need to look at. I'm, I haven't got a solution to it, mm. but there's a. But little that's a bit, choice to to resign. Yeah, it is. But look, I think like it's, anything, it's not a it's not a, so a contracted let's have arrangement. A look. More often than not. It's the go home factor, isn't it? Like all nine times out of ten. So that that's the thing, and and really right at the minute, North with Horn Francis has got two years if they want to stick to it, but it's one year, you know. So you look at the interstate clubs, you know, some of the the establishment clubs, and you you they find it very difficult. And our aim when we went to the Giants was let's try and get them for four years. Yeah. You know, get it to the four year, and then they can make their call. They're more mature. Yeah. If we can get them settled. And then whatever happens after that happens. So from a club point of view, it's nice to know that you get them for four years and you can develop them through the VFL system and you're not forced to play them because if you don't play them, there's a good chance they are homesick and they're going to get an offer to go back home, particularly if they're a a, a high selection. A lot of managers are helpful, though, in that space. Yeah, they are. They are helpful in Mm. the sense that as a general rule, I think, in most cases where I've dealt in sauces, exactly the same, they have helped extend that um, because they feel like you're going to invest a lot of time and effort in into that player. 
So we're just getting uh, news through that the uh, first deals of the 2022 trade period are going down as we speak. And we'll uh, go with uh, this one first that uh, the GWS Giants uh, have traded Tim Toronto to Richmond for its round one selection, which is number 12, pick number 12, and round two, selection 19. So picks 12 and 19 go to the Giants for Tim Taranto. And paperwork also lodged another GWS player trading Bobby Hill and its round three selection, which currently sits at number 40. So Bobby Hill and 40 to Collingwood in reply for a, uh, a round three selection at 43 and a future first round selection. So I might just simplify that. Bobby Hill does get to Collingwood with some picks around all of that, but the big one there is one that we'd spoken about for some time, but now official. Tim Tarando, as of today, officially a Richmond player on the back of the Tigers giving up pick 12 and 19. David Noble, on the other side of this, on the late trade, we'll be looking at the Brisbane Lions as part of Noble's Nous. This is the late trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with MEGT.com.au and Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow, today. Available from Chemist Warehouse. David Noble up next with the Brisbane Lions to be analysed. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Nobles Nows for Ego Power Tools. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56-volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. Time for David Noble to take a look at the Brisbane Lions Football Club as part of his ongoing analysis series on Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio, working his way down the ladder. We got a little bit sidetracked last week with all the, the news that was dropping, so we, we got through the grand finalists and um, and then we're now into the preliminary, the losing preliminary finalists. And the Lions are on the agenda right now, David. You, you rank them under certain headlines. Um, premiership yep. profile is what we come out of it with, but uh, there's growth capacity, development, stability and vulnerability. So uh, far away. Righto. So growth, um, ability to get better. So I've got the the Lions at around six. Um, I think they're, they've got more room to grow. I think Starsevich obviously finished in their top three at the BNF, uh, had a pretty good year. Rainers come out of off a knee, um, probably as good as I've seen, Damo. We've sort of mm. chatted about a little bit. Um, a player coming out as, as good as we've seen off, a knee reconstruction. So I think they have got some growth uh, left in them. I've got them about six out of 10, maybe seven, but I've got them as a six. Um, development, players coming through. Um, Wilmot's been a good acquisition and, and played finals and was able to come through. I think you look at... It's all he's played, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but he looks like he's uh, he's got capability for taking over someone like a Daniel Rich coming forward next couple of years. And I've, in that, look, you've got... They're a little bit unknown, but you've got Ashcroft and Fletcher coming through as father sons. Like they, even though you've got a bid for them, they're, they're a great opportunity for the for the club to get a couple. So I've got them at still at a six. Let's wait and see what comes through. Stability, um, just with the current circumstances. I mean, I, I had them a lot higher. Um, Swanee, Danny Daly's been there. Fags, obviously, you know, from a stability perspective, I've just pulled them back a little bit just because of the, the rigor unknown. that's going on. Yeah, with, with Chris Fagan right now. Yep. yep. So that's a six. Yep. Um, but otherwise, I would have them highly ranked up around the mark. Um, vulnerability, I think their salary cap's in a, in a good spot. Um, I think Dom Ambrojo and the CFO up there, um, Kevy runs a really good ship. I think they've well planned. Um, they manoeuvre their 
their money in the spots that it needs to be. They've still got good picks um, going forward. They've got a couple of father-son acquisitions coming in. And the thing that I like is that they generally get trades done. Yep. He's not the easiest to deal with at times, and he's probably going to ring me after that, after I've said that. But Who, he being Dom Ambrogio. Okay. But I love working with him because he, you know, he's stuck to his guns and he gets deals done. Um, and Premiership profile, look, I think they're still in the – I've got them as an 8 out of 10. I think their vulnerability is 8. I think their Premiership profile is 8. For me, it gives them a score of 34, which puts them in the top three or four clubs that I still think will be playing finals next year. I think they're right on the, the window of that 12 o'clock. I see them very similar to Geelong. They're right. They can get one right now. And then okay. with Dunkley coming back in, that just strengthens them up. JL, Jared Lyons, not had a great year. Lockie Neal, you know, high in the Brownlow again, an exceptional year. So they've still got plenty of room to to have a crack going in the next two or three years. And Gunston too, to Gunston's add to the four-line dynamic. Yep. Yeah, correct. Um, Sauce, before I get your, your take on that, um, just if I just ask one specific one to it, they obviously fell short in the prelim final Nope. Yep. Uh, what was it that worried you most about about that performance? And, and and am I right in maybe thinking that really did expose how far they were away from the very best? That's the that's the initial take, isn't it? When you come away, I mean, we looked at the Swans as well. You know, the the two teams that you would think would for me certainly knowing Brisbane a little bit more intimately, although I haven't been not been there for a couple of years. Yeah, I, I probably felt that I had a bad day. You know, a bit like Sydney. It hadn't been they'd been up and down a bit this year, mm. the Lions, but I think they'd they'd captured some of the the essence of how they wanted to play in the back half of the year. The win at the MCG, um, they looked yep. like they were ready to go. Um, and yeah, it did it didn't come to fruition. So they, they'll learn. There's <clears> no <throat> doubt they'll learn. Yep. Sauce, uh, your take on Nobes' take on yeah, that? I, I think he's spot on the mark. I mean, if I if I walk away from their season, um, I think they've got to get more out of their two key forwards in Danaher and Hipwood. I get Hipwood coming off a knee, so you've got to give him some scope to actually um, get through another year. So that that should his confidence should grow, knowing that he did get through the year. And um, I think he's a really good player. But Danaher's the one that really needs to stand up, particularly in big games. I don't think he does it enough. Um, but look, uh, he's got an immense amount of talent, so I'd like to see a little bit more out of him. And then maybe is it possible we won't though? I mean, he's been in the system now a well, long time. That that's why he's been ten years that, in the system. That that's why I look at I look at Brisbane and I worry about that. And I, and I think Gunston's a great get. Don't get me wrong. And hopefully he does help Danaher. But they need him to stand up. And and even just to provide a contest and and forward pressure to a point, he does it on occasions, but he just doesn't do it consistently enough. And it's that inconsistency is where I think the football girl gets a little bit frustrated with him. So that's an area that I think they need to improve. Or, or I think they've got yeah. the, the, you know, they've obviously got the personnel there, but can they do it week in, week out? Until they do that, well, it's unlikely it's going to happen in finals because they hadn't yeah. been able to do it, you know, throughout the season. And then I look at maybe, um, I think Oscar McInerney's a really good ruckman, but who's their second ruck? Yeah. Who, where, where is that? Is there, Are they going to go beyond him? Um, well, think, it was Darcy Ford, obviously. He came in yep. for that final when he when he was unavailable. Yep. But yep. but again, to your point, it's probably not going to be something they do regularly, is yeah, it? Yeah, but, but, but having said that, I mean, we look at what um, the Cats did throughout the – you know, I mean, with Stanley, he yep. stood up and blitzed off. So they were able to manage that. that. So, But look, that, they're probably the two areas I look at. Um, but otherwise, they're a really even team. Um, 
and maybe a little bit more run off the wing. Yeah, the, the structure Fakes likes to play is two rucks. He played it since he walked in the door. Um, had always playing, you know, Steph Martin, you know, played, yeah. and then it was, uh, then it was Oscar. So he does like. So with McStay now coming out of that forward line, I actually think McStay is a bit of a glue down there. He does a lot of work. I know he gets a. A little bit underrated, and a few of the Collingwood fans are going, oh, why have we sort of got him in there? I think just get him into the system. You'll be surprised as to how hard he actually works. Um, so that you're right in the sense of that, that other ruckman coming through. I think Jack helps them by Gunston going up there to be able to play that other ruckman forward again and have that mix coming forward. The halfback run for me is is the other one. You know, Daniel Rich not getting you know much yeah. younger, um, so. Great weapon, but can be exposed at times. So that that half back line is um, is another area to keep an eye on going forward. Yep. All right, there it was. Uh, Nobles Nous on the Brisbane Lions. Uh, we'll open up the the calls one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Give us your take on David's take on the the Lions or anything else you want to talk about pertaining to the. 2022 Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio Period. Your calls, one 48 The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. At this stage, listen, Ollie's out of contract and a Geelong um, boy obviously come out of out of Geelong and his brother plays at Geelong and we understand there's a pull down the highway but we'd really like to retain him so that's where we sit at the moment. Graeme right there, Collingwood Football Club, talking about the uh, out-of-contract forward that he's got on his books, Ollie Henry, a first-round draft pick two years ago in the system for those two years, obviously had some good performances this year, David Noble, uh, for Collingwood that came after a um, the yips that he had in one particular game. But the, mm. the very next week came off the uh, sub and, and, and won a game for Collingwood, did it again not long after that as some... Serious talent there with him, given he did go in the first round for Collingwood two years ago, and and clearly now wants to be part of the the Cats Empire with his brother Jack, who was such a, a good contributor not just this year but in the build up to the the Cats Premiership. Makes sense from the Cats as to what they're targeting, you know, down there with with Hawk, you know, from that side of things. Um, I saw him play a couple of times live. Um, yeah, and really impressive. Like, moves naturally as a forward. That was the thing that caught my eye. Reads the ball really well, positions himself to, you know, to present to the ball. Just the, the basic fundamentals as a forward. Play in front, you know, and his ability to be there at the right time is because he prepares and he's, he's ready to receive the ball. Either be getting a hack out of the quick kick out of the stoppage mm. or from, you know, delivery coming down the Brilliant. ground. That was the most impressive aspect. That that week where he was focused upon, and, and rightly so in terms of how matches are reviewed, where he missed a lot of shots at goal and it wasn't a good outcome. And then the very next week, kicking yeah. four goals, I think it was all after half time too. Yeah. Um, just to me, that was real strength of mind to, to overcome that issue and, and prove and frank the, the high pick that Collingwood uh, used on him some years ago. But, yeah, I'm surprised. But again, if you're saying it's a it's a Hawkins replacement, you know, until you maybe uh, maybe as soon as twelve months, who knows? But yep. um, I mean, Hawkins is 34, isn't he already? I think so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
key position wise, that's where you'd lock him in. Yeah. Mobility. Yep. Yeah. So that's what, where I, I see he can he can play. He's not. What what is he? One ninety. Yeah. He's not your genuine tall. But that's no. what I was sort of asking. Yeah. So you still see him playing that, yep. that full forward that row. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you what do you give up for him, Sauce? I mean, you're you're the the man in this space, oh. and and they haven't got much, have they? The cats. Well, when sometimes it's, all said it's not. Look, is it, is it their first pick? Well, sometimes it's not a pick; it's a player. Yeah. So um, we all, we always talk picks here, you know, and that and that's the mm. easy way out. But um, it's about you know what 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 are what are the um, the cats got on their list that might be able to help the pies? Um, but then then again, is it um, you know is it is it money that's going to be an issue at, at the pies? So that's when it generally goes back to picks. Mm. Look, could be a future future first. Something like that, maybe yep. a little bit more, maybe a sliding a pick somewhere along the line this year. Um, but look, with as ca- Graham Wright said, they, they want to keep him, and I'd want to keep him too. Yeah, but, but if he doesn't want to be there, he's not going to sign get, anything, is he? I get that. And they've got no hold over him, have they? That's the other thing. Well, they they haven't. He's he's uncontracted. Yeah. So, but then again, how does he get to Geelong? To Geelong, yeah. They're, you know, he's got to wait eighteen spots in the preseason. Um, and he's going to get snapped up. Yeah, you know, so. Um, if I was north, I'd be knocking on his door. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, you wouldn't want to go there, I don't think, right now, would he? Well, I don't know. It, you know, it's uh, play every week. Yeah, play every week, and mm. you know, uh, he's got time to develop. And um, but that's you know, generally when a player nominates a club to get to, well, the manager doesn't deal with anyone else until that's he, se- he, he, yeah. he senses you know what there's a chance this may not happen. All right, well, so what we've seen, um, I think you could mount the case quite strongly if you wanted to, that he's justified the pick 17 that he was two 100%. years ago. Is that, yep. do we at yep. least, yeah. So with Geelong having their first pick, which is the latter position, being the premier, they've got pick 18, which will become pick 19. Um, I would argue that they would like to go to the draft with that, but if it all comes down, do they just use that? And, and is that enough for Collingwood, given they're going to get nothing if yeah, they but, don't? But the other thing you've got to take into consideration with Collingwood, they know that this player can play at the level. Um, there's no guarantees. So there's not be more than 18. Well, yeah, I mean, then that, that's the thing. And then you've got to look at this year's draft in in relation to the depth of the draft and what does next year's draft look like. So Collingwood will know that um, if that if they're going to um you know if they're going to go mm. down that path. Yep. All right, that was the uh, Beaumont uh, news update for this particular hour. We opened up the talkback line one three hundred. 23.55.48. It's full as always when we do that. We'll go to Laurie in Coburg. G'day, Laurie. Yeah, g'day, boys. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to disagree with me because I heard your thoughts on this earlier, but I'll just give you my take. Um, I'm just wondering if the currency for players is a little bit skewed. Um, obviously, Jackson, he's had a great year and one average year. Um, and uh, also, Jason Horn Francis. I, I almost think that it's more symbolic because it was the number one because I reckon if Port offered that trade to say Cam Rayner, who was the number one, who's for me has shown more glimpses than Horn Francis has, then I think you take that deal. And also um, just with Dunkley as well, he's a gun, don't get me wrong, but I feel like Taranto was also a gun and he's uh, essentially been traded for a first and a second. So it's a, it's a heavy price they're asking for him. Um, and also, quick one, any chance uh, Devin Robertson gets to West Coast? 
Uh, I'll work backwards from all of that. I know that um, there has been talk about Devin Robertson. Uh, I do know that Chris Fagan, look, he loves a lot of players, doesn't he? Knows, but he, yep. he's got a yep. he's got a soft spot amongst many soft spots in that team for Devin. So how that plays out and what happens there, um, look, we don't know right now. But you, you, you're not. It's not the first time his name's been raised. Just in the general premise there of, of Laurie's observation, Sauce, you're the the go-to man for those types of topics. I mean the the weight of players and the, the requirements financially to, to get them across. Yeah. It's just whatever's in front of you at the time, isn't it? Well, and the chance to seize. Well, sometimes it's what, when a club, when a player nominates a club, it's what they've got on hand and what they can get. So it's like anything. It's it's like if Dunkley um, wanted to go to Brisbane and Brisbane had pick seven on hand, right? I can tell you now the Bulldogs would be eyeing off pick seven straight away, but at the moment they haven't got pick seven. So it, it's what's in there. It's what what's in their possession, and that's what you try and aim for, and and whatever whatever else you can get. So, um, yeah. So that's that you can only deal with what they've got. Yeah. And get them to go out there and get maybe to bring something in, whether they think that's achievable or not. Well, generally a deal does get done. Hard to disagree with anything you've said there, there, Laurie. But again, to Sauce's point, it, it's what's in front of each club and individual at that point in time, and how you can negotiate around it. And um, there's enough good judges too. It was across the board. It was uh, uniform that that Jason Horn Francis was was going to be the first gettable pick in last year's draft, regardless. Obviously, Sam Darcy went farther some, um, but you take him out of that Nick particular, and, and Nick Dacos as well. Also went farther son, but you take him out. You take him out of the father son scenario, and and every single person in football said he was the man. And and I would think they would still argue that being the case, despite this year not unfolding the way he or North Melbourne would have wanted. That, they, that every club would still take him time over again. Um, thank you for your call. Let's go to Adam now in Brisbane. Hi, Adam. Hello. How are you? Well, mate. I'm a very big Brisbane Lions fan. So with this trade period coming up, obviously Dunkley coming to the Lions, Gunston are likely coming to Lions as well. I think our biggest falling point this year was our defenders, so our fullbacks. I thought we were too slow, especially in the final series, uh, especially David there as well. How would you guys go about improving our back line, especially for 2023? Yeah, it's, a, it's an area, Adam, I think they've got to keep a close eye on in the next 12 months. I, I think uh, with if they can get Adams fit, he when he was fit and playing, they looked way better. Darcy's just, Gardner's just signed an extension of a contract. I really, I didn't think Darcy had a great year, personally, compared to what I've seen him previously. Um, so I think if Darcy, and had a, an interrupted preseason um, with some injuries, if they can get Darcy, they can get Adams and they can get Harris Andrews, you know, fit, then you can move the the speed around them. You've got Coleman, who's down there, Wilmot, that they he want to bring good, through. Coleman. Yeah. Coleman's really good yeah. from that side of things. So, and Stasevich, as we mentioned before, finished in the top three. So I think it's right, Adam. I think what they're looking at now is improving that forward midfield section. And I reckon there'll be some refurb going on in the back end in the, uh, post this trade period. Adam, thanks for your, your call there. Let's head to Bedford now. George also wants to talk about the, the Lions. G'day, George. David, Damo, Stephen, boys. George. Million dollar question. Uh, how does Dunkley affect Brisbane's balance? Their midfield's already stacked. They've got Starsevich drafted as a midfielder. It doesn't break into that midfield. And I just feel Brisbane has more pressing areas to fix. Uh, Starsevich won't go on the midfield, George. He'll, he'll, you've got an All-Australian just about at half back. I think he stays there. Um, 
We tried him for a while when he came in. He had played some halfback as a junior before. He did go to the, the national championships and played in the midfield for WA. But I think his spot is halfback. Um, don't disagree with you. I think Dunkley comes in is probably going to replace Jared Lyons. That, that's how I see that going. So the manoeuvrability of Berry, McCluggage, um, Dev Robertson, it was an interesting question we got asked a, a little while ago. I think they've definitely got some interest in him, West Coast. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it just continues to – the focus for them is about the midfield. George, thanks for your call. To Springvale now, David. Hi, Dave. Hey, how are we, guys? Um, I've got a couple of quick ones. First of all, what does St Kilda need? And two, if they were to um, give Ben Long and pick 27 across to Gold Coast for Jack Bowles and pick seven, would Gold Coast take that? Um, I'll go the first question. Uh, definitely need, I think they've got to add to their midfield and some speed to their midfield. Um, and then probably a key position uh, forward and back um, and and another ruckman, I think they're, they're, they're the three. I mean, they're a not going to they're not going to get it all in, done in one year. But you know, if they get two two of the four or whatever, it, you're on your way. So very difficult to get it all done in one year. Um, and then the second part of it, Ben Long and twenty seven was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it doesn't jump off the page, David. Um, look, if 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 the Suns can lose all of the the Jack Bowes wage, which is clearly what they're telling clubs, which is why pick seven's attached. Um, I don't know whether they need someone like a Ben Long to come into their system. Given given they're clearing a, a Jack Bowes out of that's just my take on on that. If if they did entertain that, you wouldn't need to give them twenty seven. You just take no. the you do Long and Bowes and seven. Twenty seven. Keep twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, it's all about just getting that number off their off their and books. I, and, David. I, and I think the other thing is. The big one is where Bose wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. He does have a say in all this, doesn't he, when it's all said and done. Uh, a couple of quick ones before we take a, a break. We'll head across to WA. Josh has called in. Hi, Josh. How you going, boys? Well, mate. I'll uh, do a quick little question about West Coast reboot. I feel like it's a pretty good year to uh, sort of kickstart the reboot with potentially getting Mitch Georgiades, Luke Jackson, and maybe even Devin Robin as well to try and sort of uh, reestablish a bit of a a spine for the West Coast Eagles. So what do you guys see with potentially giving up pick two for Luke Jackson? I know West Coast have been pretty adamant that it's not going to happen, but I feel like even pick two in this year's draft may be a sort of ruck forward or an inside midfielder. So I don't see why Luke Jackson, the pick two, wouldn't be the worst idea. Yeah, as much as I'm sure it would appeal to to a lot of Eagles supporters, Josh, I just spoke to someone over the course of the grand final period um, in Melbourne, uh, that just made me think it's uh, or believe it isn't happening from a West Coast perspective, and that that made me feel that um, it's just all in Jackson's camp and Jackson himself, all in on on Fremantle, and, and to to the extent of no conversations with West Coast um, either side of it, and then there's an awareness from West Coast people that that is the case. So, as much as it not, might be a nice speculative point. Um, as far as I can tell, that hasn't changed. So it's just not going to happen. And you're right; it's a it's a good real build time. But I think, as such, you take pick two and go to the draft with that pick as part of that overall rebuild that will kick in over over coming years. Thanks for your call. One more before we take a break. It's Jackson in Croydon. Hi, Jackson. Yeah, go, mate. How you going? Good, mate. Um, I'm just wondering, with the Bombers, we've been hearing for you know two, three years now how much cap space we've got and how we've got this massive war chest, but they haven't sort of really gone after anyone. So I'm wondering if you know they go after Jack Bowes and say he says he wants to come to us and we bring him in and pick seven, 
do you reckon Dodoro would look at, you know, splitting pick seven into, you know, pick later on in the draft or moving on for a, you know, not an older player, but a young guy who's got some experience who can sort of slot straight into 22? Yeah, I, I think most most list managers will look at whatever option, the, what's what's best for the club. Um, and often that splitting of that pick could be done draft night as well, depending on, you know, what we've got three three uh, plays on our list that uh, still remain at, at seven. Maybe we can maybe we can trade that pick out for two two picks inside, you know, say ten and, and fifteen or ten and twenty, knowing that we're gonna get at least one of those, maybe two. Mm. Yeah, look, Jackson, um I don't have anything more to add than what Sauce added there. Uh the the interest in, in pick seven obviously when it comes to Bows, is pick seven itself. It's uh, Clubs are making out as they're interested in Jack Bows that they haven't been. They are now because of pick seven being attached to it. How that looks, and, and as Soss made the very good point a few moments ago to another caller, um, it's where he wants to go as well, given he's caught up in the the entire matter to get his uh, wage off the Suns' books. Um, thanks for your call. Let's take a break. And Soss on the other side of it, the uh, regular offering on the late trade, uh, philosophical. We'll hit you with a... Specific question, and you'll wade your way through it. That to come on the late trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with MEGT.com.au and Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow today. Available from Chemist Warehouse. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit MEGT.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. It's time to get philosophical with Stephen Silvani, AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert. Get leads, run your business, and improve your cash flow from one app. And today's philosophical, walking a player through to the draft. There's no one better to talk about this topic than you, Stephen Silvani, as today's philosophical. You did it back in 2019 when your targeting of Jack Martin saw him go through to the preseason draft and was secured by the Carlton Footy Club, meaning that the, the Gold Coast Suns got him for nothing. A couple of other examples in history, uh, Nobes, uh, the Luke Ball situation, uh, ended up becoming a Collingwood player for, for their premiership of, uh, of 2010, having effectively walked to the draft. He went in the national draft, but yep. would have gone to the preseason draft. They just couldn't get a deal done with Ross Lyon and St Kilda at that point in time. And Nick Stevens also... Uh, Nothing in return for him leaving Port Adelaide to go to Carlton in the early 2000s. So, so it's just the concept of running that through. We we talk about it a bit. It's always the option for a manager who, or a player who, who wants to get to a particular club, but there's just no bargaining around it. Specifically, just take us back through the 2019 experience with Jack Martin and how it can apply potentially in 2022. Look, it's... Um it's something you don't want to do. Like you, you really do want to try and get a deal done with the club. Um, so you obviously um, put a fair and reasonable deal, and there's a bit of bit of argy bargy between both clubs. But generally, you'd like to do a deal. Um, and we we got close um, several times in doing a deal, but um, the club with Jack or Gold Coast at the time felt as though that. He was worth more, and they wanted a first round pick for him. So they're getting so, too bogged down. You, yeah. you were offering two second round yeah, picks, future second, future second, and a and a second round, which and they it, wanted with, more than that. I think or two second. I can't recall totally, um, but I know it was two second rounders. 
whether one of those was a future, but it, it, it equated to about pick nine or ten in points, I think it was. Might have been pick 11, not too sure. But between, so it was a relatively, they weren't, we weren't just throwing picks away. No. They were worth something. So, and we just couldn't, it looked like we had a deal at times and then just couldn't get it done. And then obviously we thought, well, you know what, we had um, some money spare in the cap and we basically, um, well, had the confidence of that of Jack Martin's manager at the time that okay we can get this done if this doesn't happen we'll look at the preseason. Draft. He put an extraordinarily high number on his yep. head, yep. which got smoothed out over the journey. Yep. But but that was obviously obviously strategy to put. Yep. I think it was more than a million bucks on his head for I, that first. I can't year. recall what it was. Oh, I think you could. Um, I don't know. Any, I, I think you're not going to forget that. <laughs> anyway, was it a million dollars? Um, was it a million dollars for what, that first what, year of the what deal? We did. What I'll take that as a yes. What you've got to understand is this. So there was um, a long-term um, uh, contract offered, and uh, I think we may have been pick three at the time, something like that, pick two or three at the time. So we actually didn't have first pick in the um, in the in the preseason draft. So he needed to get to through to a uh, through a couple of clubs before he got to us. That's why we ended up front ending. A contract, so um, so you can put a so, price on his head that no one else could match. Well, is that, exactly, exactly yeah. right. And that, and that Does was that price that, just apply for the first year, or is it is it for? Well, actually, what is the duration of, of putting a price on a head in relation to to what, trying to get the other market well, away from on your how player? You want to structure because when you got to nominate terms, so he would have his management group would have nominated terms of the contract, the entire so, contract, the entire contract. Yeah. yeah. So if basically, um, say it was Melbourne at the time, had they took him in in but with the first pick in the preseason draft they would have had to have honored that contract so whatever he put in and the, you made it a ridiculously high number on the so, first couple of years that, that, that no one would have well, thought about it well, we sort of yeah look, it's all strategy wise but you got to understand where other clubs contracts are and what they can fit so um, we sort of made sure that he'd make get through to us and and but all, with all of this happening is that you got to put understand the pressure on the player that he's just gone through a trade period that you know, it's stressful for players who want to get to other clubs and that doesn't get done. So he's got to be strong in the mind and his family got to be strong and his manager's got to be strong to know we, we'll get this done. If we can't get it done here, we'll get it done here. Yeah. So, and that and that's the problem. It's the second bit that players are really worried about. And yeah. That's why more often than not, when you can't get a deal done in that period, they end up staying with their club because they don't know what, what other club they're going to get to if they put themselves into a pre-season or the national draft. So... Um, yeah, so that uh, that's what happened. Which is the incentive of st- structuring the contract that way because you can knock two or three out knowing that if they pick yeah. him, you've got to pay it that way. It can't be adjusted once they've put their terms in. So hence that's the So, so the breakdown of salary per year yep. is the, the is, tool to that's use. That's the lever that you've got to actually yep. make sure that he gets to your point. And you're right. The, the str- Sauce is exactly right. The stress of not getting a deal done and then saying – You'll be right. Hang in there for another, you know, another month because it's not until you get to, to the draft period or beyond that now. So it's another four or five weeks and then you've got to get your high-performance guys to talk to him. The coach's got to stay in contact with him. So yeah. are they going to move? Do they come down and start looking for houses? It's a, it's a stressful mm. time for, for that particular window. Can I put it to you, Sauce, it wasn't just for that first year with Jack Martin. It was actually for the first two years that he was on a million dollars on the Carlton books? Uh, no, that's not right. I don't think that's More right. More than that? More than a million? No, no, that's not right. For the first year it was? I can't remember what the total amount was. 
Um, but look, it was a fair bit of money in the first year. It's come year. off, though, hasn't it? It's come off to the point where what he was on this year and next year is a whole yeah, well, lot that's, less. Well, than... that's the – when, when you basically um, – when you're able to save money in the cap, and that, I think, like, North are in that position, um, Essendon are in that position, that, you know, if you manage your cap, you can do all sorts of things. And, and even from a free agent's point of view where you go – Okay, if you look at the total amounts, um, you might go and offer a free agent five years. But if you know that you can bring a lot of that money forward, at the end of the day, you mightn't have to pay as much over that period of time, knowing that a free agent might get a mil or a million and a half in his first year. You might save that in his fifth year. So you might get a $100,000, $200,000 discount across the, you know, across the five years. So, so managing your cap is really important and a way to actually you know, bring players to the club um, so there are a whole heap of things you can do. Mm. Do you see it happening this year? No, in, in some form. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, I think North are in the box seat probably without a second pick at the moment, depending on what they do with the picks they've been allowed from AFL. Um, but yeah, they, they've got the option; they'll get the first pick in the preseason. Yep. So the rules there, I'm a bit like, so I don't like it but it's yeah. there as as leverage but it is a practical rule that you can actually use yeah um and no. if you plan for it you can actually step someone through and west coast again as i said before to one of our callers i that they're not yeah. trying to actively get luke jackson across but if the dockers can't pull the deal off with melbourne at, at pick two in the correct in the preseason draft the, the mechanism is there well, for, that, for them that, to swoop at that well, stuff correct that's really what happened with um with Nick Stevens at the time. I think mm. Nick wanted to go to Collingwood and they kept, couldn't get the deal done. And Carlton had the first pick in first the pre season draft. Yep. So that's how Nick got to Carlton. Yep. So this could be a situation where we think the deal will get done with uh, Jackson to, to Frio, but if it doesn't, at pick two, it's whether, it's whether North would call him yep. knowing that he wants to get back to WA. Yep. And, and Freo would know that West Coast have got second pick. Exactly yeah. right. So <laughs> yes, the home-time rivalry. So and, it works in your favour sometimes. And, and yeah. Melbourne know that too. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's the backdrop move for all of them. Yep. Uh, that was uh, today's Philosophical with Stephen Silvani, AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert. Get leads, run your business, improve your cash flow from one app. Um, there's a few callers on the other side of the break we'll get to, and we'll do that uh, very, very shortly. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. if you want to add your name to that list. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Taking your calls on the late trade for MEGT, we'll head straight to Pakenham, where John has given us a call. G'day, John. G'day, boys. How are we? Well, mate. That's uh, good. Uh, just obviously with uh, Frio not willing to give up Rory Lobb, just uh, wondering if they could give that towards Luke Jackson, trying to get that trade done. Uh, I don't know where that works. I mean, there's a real um, toing and froing about all this situation, given he's under contract and, and there seems to be a bit of friction between the, the club and his management group, not just around Rory Lobb, but other players who may be uh, exiting and, and other storylines around the whole situation. But, yeah, look, I, I don't claim to know how the, the Dockers are going to get Luke Jackson in a way that appeases Melbourne. They've got their own pick 13 and, and how they want to use that. Guys, I don't have a line of sight on how this looks from a 
getting a, a Jackson out of Melbourne perspective. Um, could, I, I don't see Rory Lobb sort of solving too many problems around it, by the way. Could it end up being a four-way? Lobb, Jackson, uh, Brody, and, and the Bulldogs in there somewhere? Like, would that swing enable? Yeah, well, I suppose the linking of Lobb to the Bulldogs has been well in play now for mm. some time. I, I reckon they'll get that done. Oh, I think if they're bringing in Jackson, they'll move Lobb out. You'd think so. But again, how do they bring Jackson in? Is how? it is, is it the pick? well? There could be a whole whole heap of things. They've got this year's pick. They've got next year's pick. They've got picks there to be able to do stuff, and it might might be a player as well. But I mean, to still have this year's pick and next year's pick. Um, but it's only pick thirteen, sauce. It's not. I mean, he went pick three, and, and whether you yeah. judge him on what happened this year, but he finished last year as the the boom. Now, in a very good year, yeah, like in a super team. Mm. But he so, won't pick three himself. It's not as yeah, if yeah, yeah. I get that. I'm not. I'm not saying that those picks will get it done. But there's a starting point. Like you know, things you can slide things around and do all sorts of things. So there might be a player there that they might be able to pick up as well. Like they may look at Lob and go, okay, what's where's Lob going to the uh, Bulldogs? Bulldogs? Well, at least by way of well, there you go. So the Bulldogs, yeah. you just never know. Like the, the Bulldogs might want a a um, sorry, Frio might want a, a reasonable pick for Lob to go to. To go to um, to the Bulldogs, so that's where they can top up with a pick or a sliding of picks or whatever. So that those three clubs, I would think, would be in discussions. Yep, it's an intriguing one, John. As much as any other deal will be this year. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Chris now in Coburg. Hi, Chris. Uh, g'day, gents. Um, just wondering if uh, the Bows and um, Pick Seven end up at Geelong, would that be something? A Pick Seven be adequate for uh, Henry or that overs? I would think it would be overs. I'll let Soss and, and Nobes answer that, but uh, probably somewhere between that pick and Geelong's pick 18 and how they then um, split potentially all those picks would, would be, would be yeah. to me, getting the deal done, Soss. Yeah. 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 Well, look, I, I don't know the depth of the draft, so seven might get it done and might be they'll get something back. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that would certainly help. The one thing that does happen, though, is when it comes to Geelong, even when Jeremy Cameron had to be transacted in the end, they just get it done. They, yep. they ended up transacting with the club. You were at the time with Paddy Dangerfield when they didn't have to as a free agent. They still transacted. So if he, as we now know, wants to get to Geelong, I'm prepared to say he will be at Geelong. Yeah. That's just what that club does. What about well, on the way out? On with, the way with, out? With players on the way out? Yeah. Attached to Ali Henry? No, attached to Geelong. What are you alluding to? Sorry, no, am, I'm am I missing sorry. something yeah, here? There, 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 there was a guy. There was a guy that wanted to get to Frio, uh, to West Coast that didn't get there in his first year. Uh, Jordan Clark. No, no, midfielder. Name is Tim name Kelly. The, Tim Kelly. Yeah, well, actually, they were held firm there, didn't they? Yeah, and and then, and then still got the, the beautiful year. bounty of picks, yeah. which ultimately got them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jeremy got a flag. Yeah, and they got a flag. Yeah. Yeah, look, that, it, it is, if they're, if the club's clear enough that that's the player, and take Geelong as, as the point in case, seven might be overs, but they go, we're not worried about the value of pick seven being over. It's yeah. about Henry coming in yeah. and helping us win another flag. And if you say he's the Tom Hawkins replacement, well, you just, you, you do that in a bit more, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah, again, another intriguing player. Uh, Chris, thank you for your call. Let's go to Cam now in Point Cook. Hi, Cam. Hello. Hi, Cam. You're on, mate. Hey. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to ask, um, with, like, so many first-round picks and pick ones, like, looking to get traded, uh, does that need to, like, look at peeling 
um, the wages. So, like, a pick one gets a higher salary. I think the difference between a pick one and a, you know, pick 70 or 80 is, like, 20 or 30,000. Do they need to look at, like, maybe making it, like, 300 or 400,000 for a pick one and then just scale it down as you go through the picks and also make it a, you know, like a four-year contract for the first-round pick and a three-year contract for the um, second-round pick? And something like that. Look, there are going to be really good talking points, Cam. I, I, I see some merit in the sliding scale of finances. I, I don't ever see an increase from the two years that is is mandated now on, on the term of the, the contract for all draftees. I just see, anyway, from my perspective, looking in at it from the outside, that it would be a restraint of trade um, in the Players Association's eyes to, to suggest to increase it. Um, but uh, Nobes and Soss, you work in the space. Uh, has Cam got some good points here? I like the sliding scale. I think that makes sense. Um, you know, the value, there can be a little bit more separation, I think, for me, as far as the, the value goes, because I think they are, um, there is a difference in that mm. top, you know, sort of half dozen picks generally each year. Um, you know, I'm not as convinced as I probably previously was on the extending the two years to three years, mainly because I think the narrative's now shifted in that, and I think this has happened in the last sort of five or six years, that players are getting to where they want to go to. Anyway, so if you regardless can, of contract. regardless of contract yeah. so, uh, t- tenure, so I yeah. think if you can create the right cultural place, they stay. You work with the managers, so I think there's enough leverage there. What about Dave trading? Your thoughts of trading players in contract, like with you know without their permission. So say they without get consent. to twenty five, mm-hmm. or once they reach free agency period, if you sign them up, they, you know another club wants them. This yep. is a fascinating conversation. This one, yeah, I like it. Oh, I've always liked the, the, the no-consent trade because there's been a point in time where they've been able to manoeuvre themselves or work themselves mm. to another club, and you're going, okay, that doesn't work. What suits us is to go there. Yep. That, now, that would throw the cat amongst the pigeons. I, I know the PA are definitely not an advocate. Oh, no, they that, hate that idea. Yeah. From, a, from a moving our game forward, mm. you know, an advancement in that, it's, um, yeah, I like it. No, I, I love the conversation. I just don't see it happening. But we might make that a philosophical one mm. day. So, so, so we can actually all have the, the chat and we'll get David's perspective as part of that philosophical um, at some stage between now and close of play on Wednesday of next week. Thanks for your call, Cam, to Roxborough Park now. Michael? Yeah, g'day, um, guys. Great show. Um I was wanted to talk about Taranto. What we've basically done, Richmond, um, you mentioned before, Damo, about clubs getting deals done. Richmond tends to want to be as fair as we can. And yep. to offer 12 and 19, um, which is essentially we've gotten Taranto for 12 and CCJ, yep. I think it's a win for both clubs. Um, and I, one of the comments, I think, Sauce, you mentioned it about we're getting two similar types of players in. And what does that mean for Richmond a couple of days ago on your show? What I feel is what it's basically done now, it allows Martin and Bolton, when we play them in the midfield, to actually be a lot more aggressive. We've got our you know, inside ball users now, and now we can really start to um, regain control on an, at that outside ring of the midfield with you know some electric players. So I'm stoked. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, look, I... They are similar, but one thing that um, Taranto can do is go forward. And I think I did mention that Mark can go forward and and even um, the extension possibly of the interchange of five uh, to five, that they can really rotate through there. I, I like what they're doing because, you know, that that midfield, I really rate Hopper. Um, I think he's tough and and and, and he, he can lift a team as well with his, with, with his um, hardness. So I, I like the two they're bringing in. 
Michael, thanks for your call. And, and I agree. Um, when players identify Richmond, they, they do get it done. The 12 and 19, and, and for Callum Coleman-Jones, as yes. you said, what was the pick? The 19 was that pick from North Melbourne last year. I don't know how they get the Hopper one done, but I would imagine it's going to be all tied up. And to your point, Nobs, you, you look at it in totality when it's all said and done. And yep. I reckon there might be a, a little bit of legal nudge, nudge, wink, wink attached to uh, to that deal today with Tim Taranto that may relate to what happens Next, with the contracted Jacob Hopper. Uh, Jamie and Musa, uh, hold on the line if you'd like. Otherwise, we'll open the lines back up again. But we need to now hit a, a break. Uh, this is the late trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with MEGT.com.au and Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow today, available from Chemist Warehouse. And we're about to say goodbye to you, David Noble. And Thanks, that, that means that uh, Maddie Rendell, who's been stalking the corridors out there for the past <laughs> 45 minutes on the phone, if you notice that's us. So yes. he's about to come in, and we're going to make that medical sub. Rendell joins. Uh, Nobes out, Rendell on. Maddie's uh, thoughts on the day will be something I'm keen to hit him up with. And We'll, uh, we'll do all of that for Chemist Warehouse on the other side of this. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. The Brutal Truth for Plantation Homes. Save up to 75% on energy bills with a solar-powered, all-electric Plantation Home. Matty Rendell steps into the Late Trade studio and, and Sauce, we observed the actions of this man through the glass there for the past 45 minutes. I've never seen a man work a phone like Matty Rendell. Um, I'm, I'm doing interviews with SEN South Australia with Kimbo and Rucci. Is that what it is? Well, let's just bring mm. you back to the focus of Late Trade here for Continental mm. Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Matty. Uh, Sauce, I and Nobes spoke off the top of our time together today of the, yeah. the big news items of the day. And in order in our eyes, it was Jason mm. Horn Francis's mm. intent to become a Port Adelaide player, one year into uh, an AFL career and with one year remaining of his uh, mandated two years under the AFL contract. And the second big issue was the seven-year extension for Harry Mackay as Carlton full forward, uh, already contracted for 2023, seven years added to that to make him a blue until the end, by way of the contract, until 2030. Back to uh, Jason Horn francis any, any figures on the Mackay stuff? Well, I would imagine there's a million dollars attached to the seven years beyond next year because I, I believe he's on $900,000 what? already next year. So I can't imagine it'd be less than what he's contracted to be well, on next we. year. Now, whether that was a backdated contract or a back-ended contract, but it'll mm. be, it would be somewhere around that. But I'd rather get your views at least off the top today, please, because you're pretty worked up, as always, on uh, Jason Horn francis um, Look, this is really interesting. So they speak to him last week and they speak to Jack Graham and um, um, – my belief is that they told Jack Graham they were also speaking to Horn Francis, and Jack Graham must have got. I better go back to Richmond. Was that after they got him across? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was before they got him across, was it? From what, no, no, you, no, no. It was afterwards. After he'd flown back to Melbourne. Um, no, I think they told him when they were, you know, speaking to him. Oh, right. They okay. were also interested in Horn Francis, but why wouldn't they be? But they probably thought we can't get him. He's going to stay another year, but. You know, as a courtesy, they they probably told him that, which is a good thing. I like I like the transparency of that. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, Jack Graham, funny enough, on a Saturday goes, "I'm going to stay at Richmond." On the Sunday, Horn Francis says, "I want out." So, um, can he get out? Well, North can keep him if they want. 
Um, I don't. We don't know what sort of contract it is. Uh, it seems like a reasonably easy deal for me. Um, mind you, if I'm north, ten seconds after I hang up the phone from Horn Francis telling me that he wants to go home, I'm ringing Todd Marshall's manager. I want to find out where he's at. Now, I believe he's got two years to go. I would have been offering him six, and he's probably on about 400. I'll be offering him seven, 750. See if he could. they can pry him out of port in part of the deal because he is perfect for North. They need a key forward desperately. <clears throat> so, he has officially got two years still to run, Marshall, yep. just to throw that in. Yep. So I'd be asking the question. You have to ask that question. The rest of their players, they don't really need. They've they got a lot of mid, excess midfielders, but um, as we know, North have got plenty. So pick eight will go in it. Say there's no players involved uh, because the other ones that would have currency, there's butters. So I'm, I'm looking at um, Victorian boys. So Tom Marshall's from Murray Bush Rangers. So he's really hasn't got family or any attachment to Melbourne. It's more country. Uh, you've got butters as would be the other one with a heap of currency, but they don't need a butters. They've got a, you know, they've got stacks there. So pick eight goes out and next year's first round, it goes out, I reckon. So, but the, the if it, say it's 10 next year, pick 10, it, well, it'll be higher. It'll be, I mean, it'll be lower. Sorry. It'll be, cause I, I think portal Jump back into the four, but can we just work with pick fifteen then? So, so, so that's a semi-final position later. Pick fifteen, who's for next year on the on the first round? If yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, I'm coming to that demo. Sorry, is that the pick ten equates to about a pick one in the draft? So, pick ten and pick eight this year on the point system equates to about three thousand points in so pick one. Okay, so what I would say if I was doing this deal, and this is all the uh, those two first go out. I would do a deal where if the pick is outside 10 next year, you need to throw something else in it next year. So a second round, for example, to sweeten that deal so it becomes, comes back to a virtually a pick one. Well, we don't have the um, facility to be able to do that in our negotiations under AFL rules. Not on the We run. can't do that? You have to do it now. No. You, you have to transact no. now. Okay. And, and, I, and I like your thought process because okay. I reckon it should be well, able to they I tell, protect the I tell you what they will do. They'll have a deal between each other that no one will know about. And, <laughs> and you, next year, all of a sudden, oh, North second round pick. Um, sorry. Yeah. Port second round pick goes, goes to North for, for no reason. For no reason. <laughs> oh, amazing. Swap. Pick swap. But even that, though, Matty, um, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I yeah. understand you, we, we need to have a starting point for these conversations, and, and yeah. you identifying, say, let's go pick 10 and pick 8 um, is at 3,000 points. That, yeah. to me, no. that, to me, is not getting near it getting done. And now I know it's a good starting point, yeah. so at least at yeah. least, at least it equates to the 3,000 that the number one pick in the draft Well, what do you is. think? What, what are you blokes being Can, saying? I, I'd be thinking another, another pick inside. Oh, let's not go. Let's go between four and – Nine, as an add-on to what you've already suggested. Yeah, I, I th- yeah. That's I think just what, me coming at it. I think that what uh, North would be looking at, first of all, is where the depth of the draft pool finishes, the top the top end. Ooh. Because we can keep going, and your theory's okay when, when you look at the points, Matt, but you've got to look at the draft and go, you know yep. what, we really like these top five, and then it just falls away. Mm. So you want to make sure you get something. Yep. If, if you can't get a pick in that top five – then the next lot but, isn't isn't as worth 
it's it doesn't stack up with Horn friends because we know yeah, as, mu- as much as you you know that there are some things um, in his game. You know he's going to be a really good player because oh, you saw, you, you saw gonna enough. Going to be a star. So I, I think the safer bet for me for North, I would say, I want your pick eight or ten, whatever it is, and I want to get a really good player. Get a play put yeah. in. Yeah, well, that's what I, that's why I'm looking at the Victorians because you're not yeah. going to get a South Australian going back there unless they're looking for opportunity. If they're looking for opportunity, they're not quite good enough. Yeah. So, but to take a Marshall out of that system now, half flies in the face of trying to get a Jason Montfrancis to, to go shoot so, straight back up they, later. They don't want to lose Marshall, yeah. although they, they're a bit loaded up there. You know, Finlayson, well, Dixon's probably going to play one more year, but Artis couldn't get in at the end of the year. So they've got Georgiades there. He might there be caught well. up in a West Coast transaction so, well, with Rioli, potentially. Which, well, who from West yeah. Coast might want to get come back to Victoria? Yes, right. Because you've got Rioli wanting to get to Port Adelaide. So if it um, gets, so there might be someone from. Um, they've from, got picked twenty-seven now, who? Port, for for uh, Carlamon going out, which I thought they'd just hand over for for Junior Rioli. I thought that's just a straight yeah, trade. I thought they'd be close but, to it. Yeah. But if now this Horn Francis has come into it. I think Georgiades comes into it. The West Coast will be would have been into him. He's contracted. Uh, we really like him as a player. Everyone likes him as a player. He struggled to get in there because they couldn't fit. They they needed Finlayson in, and he went really because they needed ruck. him to ruck. Yeah. No, he was the main. Well, they had no. They had no rucks, did they? So yeah. so yeah. Lyset comes back next year in yeah. the last year of a lucrative contract. So uh, I think they'll keep Finlayson in as the backup ruck. To lie set, um, so Georgiades might be big time in play to make this deal happen. If they bite the bullet and go, okay, uh, we'll trade him to West Coast. Uh, um, but what would West Coast? That that'd have to be involved in the Rioli deal, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So so, so what what can what can um, West Coast? How can they help facilitate the deal? Yeah. For... Well, I haven't thought enough about it, okay. Sauce, that uh, I'd need to have a look at West Coast and what they've got draft picks. Just to, let me have a quick squeeze here. They've got 226.38. So um, if they got Georgiades back, obviously they're not giving up the two, but the 26. And, and, tw- and 20 as well on, on my sheet here. 220, oh, 26, Oh, you got 20 as well? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, they've got some stuff they can do for Georgiades if Port wanted to go down that path, which they could on pass to North. So yeah. if, it might mean... They've got the most points it, of any club it might uh, mean going 20, into this trade period. It might mean 20 and 26 or something. Just take Rioli out of it for a sec. Yep. 20 and 26 for Georgiades, and they can just give it to... Uh, I haven't got my point sheet here. I'll have a look, but they might just give that for the, part of the deal for Horn Francis as well. Okay. Yep. Lots to play out, but yeah, uh, yeah keen to get that. Um, t- just quickly, uh, Matty, because we'll, we'll take some calls on the other side of this break. I'll tee them up now. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Harry Mackay, mm. a Carlton player now till the end of 2030. Um, yeah, so you're, th- you're thinking he could be on as much as a million dollars for six or seven years. Mm. Well, yeah, with Kuno in with there. With Kuno on the same yeah. bracket. Cripps on the same bracket, Weedering. Walsh just a little bit less, and Weedering below them, and then you've so, already got Williams on a on a good deal, Saad. McGovern coming off a long deal, long, Saad, Saad on a long deal. Yeah, uh, there's not much wriggle room here, is there, uh, for Carlton? It's, it's flag or bust as early as next oh. year, isn't it? It's, I mean, in the way lifts are configured, that's that's a 
you're, you're doing so, that to hit a flag so, uh, period we, next year, which they could do. Their best this year was, yes, was good. We, it's just they didn't make the yeah, finals. If we got time to discuss it, I wanted to uh, chat with Soss about um, how he sets up the salary cap and that because I- I don't I, think Soss sets up a salary cap that way. No, <laughs> whether it's ad hoc or you just say, well, this bloke's worth this, this as against um, do we pay our key forward this amount of money, our yeah. key back, our best midfielder, does it work like that? I, I don't know if we've got time to do that, but I, I'm interested to know how set up because it reflects on the Grundy stuff. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, let's let's revisit that. Uh, we need, though, to take a break and we need to get some calls hmm. who've been hanging on for some time. So one three hundred twenty three fifty five thirty eight. We just heard Maddie's thoughts for the first time today. For the brutal truth for plantation homes, save up to 75% on energy bills with a solar-powered all-electric plantation home. Your call's next on The Late Trade. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. G'day, Tiger Army. It's Tim Tirano here. Thank you so much to the Richmond Footy Club for giving me this opportunity. I honestly can't wait to run out in the yellow and black next year at the, at the G in front of all you fans. I look forward to meeting a few of you over the years to come. And um, honestly, just once again, thank you so much. I'm so excited. The voice of Tim Taranto on the Richmond Twitter account, officially becoming a Tiger today, out of contract that the Giants picks 12 and 19 head the Giants way. We still don't know what is going to happen with the transaction between those two clubs on getting uh, Tim, uh, getting Jacob Hopper from the Giants back to the Tigers, but there'll be something, we think, tied up in what's happened today. That was the news update for this particular hour. We opened up the call line, one 23 and... Jamie's been on the line for some time from Carum Downs. Hi, Jamie. Hi, mate. How you going? Well, mate. Um, I just wanted to ask, I'm a passionate Blue supporter, and with us signing Mackay and Kerno to long deals, how does it look like with Carlton trying to keep uh, Sam De- uh, Tom DeConning and Sam Doherty, especially with Tom DeConning's brother winning the premiership last year and the Lewis probably going to play with his brother. And, and the man who recruited Tom DeConning, uh, to answer your question, Stephen Silvani. Yeah, look, I think he'd be next in line. Um, they'd be trying to get him done. Whether um, he's open to that discussion, um, I don't know. Um, but certainly he'd be the next in line that they could, if they can try and get him on a relatively long-term deal. Um, no long-termer. Relatively, uh, like he, he, from from a depending on what's on offer with Tom, I think he's, I think it's his fourth year. So generally, the the playing managers like to get him out to free agency period and then go again. So, um, but yeah, that he they'd dearly love to sign him. I would well, think. Um, why but, didn't you take his brother if you liked him so much? His brother's a nice player. <laughs> Um, and what then did there's you Sam, he's a very nice player. Um, and then there's Sam Doherty, who you know, like Sam. What, how, how old Sam Doherty now? Would he be thirty? Uh, keep talking, and I'll uh, be able Roughly. to tell you that. So he's got a year to go. So I, I would imagine 
um, you know, he, he'd, he'd sign on for an extra couple of years at the end of next year. Did, really did he surprise year. you how high he finished in the best and fairest? I know he had a good year, but to be yeah, second? Look, he, had a, he had a really mm. good really good year. I, the, the one that surprised me a little bit that I thought might have finished a bit high was Adam Sard. Yeah. yeah. I thought he had a really good year. Yeah, he did. Um, a couple of days short of turning 29. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, basically 29 this yeah. month. Yep. So, but uh, no, like Sam had a great year. He did. Uh, Jamie, thanks for your call. Yeah, a lot to ponder there with uh, with the Tom DeConing contract. Ronnie now in Craigieburn. Hi, Ronnie. How you going, boys? So, um, we've, we've all here heard about the troubles with the Giants signing all these players to million-dollar contracts for long term. Now, me and a mate were talking about what now Carlton today with Richmond going if you re- believe the reports from the AFL website of what these players are getting, Richmond have got six players taking up about $5.2 million just in salary cap. We, we, you sit there and think, how are all these players fitting in? How? Um, so which players at Richmond would they be? That Tom Lynch? Um, Lynch would be one of them, obviously. Bolton, Dusty. Um, Martin. Martin, obviously. Yeah, uh, Bolton. Bolton, mm. obviously. Uh, Toronto yeah. Hopper, Tarando if, Hopper now. if they yeah. get there, yeah. yeah. Um, and Bolter Grimes potentially. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be Cotchin one year. Grimes would be a one year. has come off the big money as has yeah. Jack Revold. Bolter wouldn't be on big though, would he? he really doesn't deserve that. No, but no I, I just I, look yeah. the long term contracts. If I just worry when they get to thirty one, thirty two, thirty three years of age, I reckon yep. if you can sign a contract, you know, when they're twenty two, twenty three yeah. years of age, and it might be. Yeah, you, know, you get them to five years or whatever. You know they're 28, 20, 28, 29 at the end of that, and they might have a bit of footy left in them. It, the the issue would still be on some money from the, an over anguity. The, the, the issue, yeah, so yeah, pressure, yeah. But the issue at you know, that 20, 20, you know, five, 26, and you give them six, seven, eight years. That's so when, particularly when you've got a lot, a lot of those contracts where mm. they're all finishing at you know thirty three years of and, age, and the thirty two, thirty three when they're on eight nine hundred thousand, it it hampers what you do with your good kids coming through. It well, really well, stuffs you. Well, I that's mean, the one. That's, you want them coming off yeah. big money at thirty thirty one. Yeah, mm. and that and that's the thing. If you get some kids that pop, so the, the the issue is, for instance, and that's why I would think that the Blues and they may have signed him. I don't know, but Tom DeConning. What's he worth if he has a really, really good year next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well he, he might be worth six hundred more, wouldn't he? Well, I mean, you have a look at someone. I'm not comparing him to Jackson, but in terms of athleticism and what he might be able to do, mm. if, he, he, if he pulls out a really good year. Well, what's again? This is getting off topic. But what, what's him, his yeah. brother on the open market mm. now? Well, exactly what, what, right. Sam would be worth yeah. seven hundred, wouldn't he? Yeah, but uh, on, on the open market. I know he's only had one season. He had one game mm. of football to his name before this year, but he yeah. finished it with a official votes in the Norm Smith Medal. Yeah, official vote, I should say, but he's still got a vote in the North Smith Medal. Uh, Ronnie, it's it's intriguing, and it, the problem doesn't go away, and it is going to be a watch this space in coming years. Uh, thank you for your call, Jackie. Now in Perth, hi, Jackie. Hi guys, how are you going? Well, oh, that's good. Look, just a question. I'm a Fremantle fan now. I can remember back when uh, Fremantle couldn't facilitate a trade with. Um, Pam McCarthy, do you think that that could be a real possibility, Rory Love doing the same thing where he didn't play football for that year? Um, well, yep. I remember that. So that was GWS to, yep. to free, uh, Fremantle with uh, Cam McCarthy where he didn't play football for one year. 
think um, uh, the thing about Rory was he actually asked for a trade last year Ooh. as well. Mm. So, um, and then obviously wanting another trade this year. I, I look, just I, I think they they probably need him as a bit of trade bait to be able to get Luke Jackson through the door. Um, so I'm I'm thinking that they will, even though they're going to play hardball here. Yeah, they've said that. I'm, now. I'm, I'm I'm thinking that that deal will get done, but we'll wait and see. Um, yeah, they they need each, they need whatever they can get to yeah. get the Jackson deal off. It's off, not going to get the deal done. But it just might help it yeah. get it done. Yeah, yeah. Jackie. It, look, I, I'm I'm with uh, Soss and and Maddie. I, I don't think no. he's going to beat the Dockers next year, despite no. what the club is saying publicly. They're, they're only the Dockers are only going to get those the future second and future third for Griffin Logue and uh, Darcy Tucker. I think so. Uh, that's going to help a little bit, mm. but still not a heap for the Western Bulldogs. Um, they've got eleven, twenty nine, and thirty seven. Bulldogs probably just hand him. They said you can have pick twenty nine for Rory Lobb. Yeah, I would have thought, but um, it'll help with Jackson, but not majorly. Yeah. And the future second, Jackie. Thanks for your call. Uh, Belmont will go now. Jacob wants to talk about the same person, Rory Lobb. G'day, Jacob. How's it going, boys? Um, yeah, sorry on the topic. Um, so, assuming that uh, Brisbane cop up two first round picks for Dunkley, which seems to be the going rate. Can you see Bulldogs giving one of those first-round picks for Lob? And then, if so, do you think Freer would then pass that? Would let, let the Lob trade go through? I, I just don't see Dunkley getting two first-rounders. I, no. I, I think he's a good player. I understand that's what the Bulldogs are going to seek to get from a starting point. And if they somehow manage to procure that, uh, Jacob, they'll have to um, give something back in return that, that, that smooths it out to it to a point. So, um, I understand the brokering. I understand that's the public positioning, but I, as good a player is, I just don't see him worth that. And, and, and while the, uh, the Brisbane Lions clearly want him and will get him, I just don't see that being the outcome of it. It's all part of the, the game around what is, what is going to, to go on. Thank you for your call. Mikhail now in Salisbury. Hi, Mikhail. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for having me, boys. Um, we've, there's a couple of trades that I want to talk about. Yep. Um, so with the Isaac Rankin trade, do you think it'll be done in a couple of days? Well, it's a good question. Um, and difficult to answer. Pick five's going to go in the Rankin deal. Uh, it depends it what. It has to, doesn't it? Yeah. There'll be something else there as well. Um, Without having laid in front of me, I'm not sure what. Five twenty three seventy seven. I've got. Yeah, on my well, notes they here. might. You know what? Five and twenty three might get it done. And would you do that? Yeah, I'd do. If yeah. I'm Adelaide, I'm going bang there. Yeah, and and Gold Coast go happy days. We're going to lose seven, but we get five back. We get twenty three. Yep. They're just going to take players. They got no room, so they need they need draft picks. McCall, thank you for your call. We need to take a break because, Maddie, on the other side of it, we need to get your list analysis of the Port Adelaide Football Club, I believe you're up to in your yep. uh, order of referencing this year on the late trade. So we'll uh, we'll get to that on the other side of this. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Trade up to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Maddie Rendell next with his list analysis of Port Adelaide. 
The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Matt Rendell's List Analysis for Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. And before we get to uh, Matty Rendell's List Analysis of the Port Adelaide Crows, Josh Gablich, Gunjourno, AFL.com.au, tweeting Jaden Hunt, set to join West Coast as an unrestricted Ooh. free agent. Paperwork currently being completed to confirm his move from Melbourne to the Eagles. We'll explore that uh, in greater detail shortly. But, Matty, the List Analysis uh, right now, Port Adelaide. Yeah, you got to play, um, Benny, what I said last year about Port. <laughs> they got a great list. Um, they had a great season, but they had a disaster in the last game. As good as this team is, as good as this list is, and they surreptitiously snuck into second yeah. <laughs> at the end of the year. Capable of winning next year, need a, need a real rejig on their mental and physical abilities over the preseason. A couple of things. Um, I think I agree with what Matt says. I just uh, the one thing that worries me about them, Boke, is he going to have the same year as he did this year? Uh, Robbie Gray. There's signs there that you know yep. he's coming to an end. So he's been a special player for him. Can mm. he get himself up for another year? I really worry about their extra tall forward up forward. Like Dixon's going to be 31, 32 next mm. year. I worry about him. I worry about Todd Marshall. He can do it at times, and he looks really, really good. I The thing that worries me about is their extra tall forward, and that's probably why they brought Finn Lacing into the club. Well, it is your list analysis, Matty, but it became yeah. sauces there, and he was happy with himself oh, until that last reference he, to Todd Marshall. But he, he, was were, a, he was about <laughs> to stand up and take a bow. But then the Todd Marshall <laughs> the thing worked against him. And then he had a good year, Todd. Straight back slump, <laughs> straight back into his seat. Uh, so what I said last year... <laughs> <laughs> what I said about Port last year stands again this year as well. They didn't fix their mental and physical application over the pre-season. They had a poor pre-season again. Strength and conditioning, again, really important. They didn't get it right pre-season, lost their first five games in a row. Uh, they did storm home, but, you know, I think maybe one team in the last 30 years has made the finals after losing five in a row. I think it was Sydney um, made the finals after losing six in a row. So really disappointing year for them. Didn't have a heap of injuries, lost Lysette. Obviously, you were spot on about Gray. He struggled as the year went on with his knee. Boke had a pretty good year. Marshall had his best year yet, so a uh, big tick to him. Um, there, when they win contested ball, Port Adelaide, they win nearly every game. And they got beaten in contested ball at least 15 out of the 22 games this year. It's a major problem for them. That's why they went after Jack Graham, to, f- to get this right. They've got well, haven't got Horn Francis. Well, They've got after, after him Horn for a day. Fr- yeah, for a day till the, they had a better offer from Horn Francis. So they've gone after another tough inside mid. Uh, Horn Francis or Horn Francis can play in and out and forward. So um, they're trying to fix it because uh, it really hurt them uh, during the year. They got some great outside runners and kickers. Uh, not enough depth in the midfield. Horn Francis gives them that. The big find for the year was Rosie going in the midfield. So halfway through the Carlton game when they lost their fifth in a row, he goes in the mm. midfield and nearly wins a game for them. Had a super year, got in the All-Australian team off the back of the rest of the year. But it took him out of the forward line where he's dangerous. 
Gray struggled. Fantasia didn't even play a game. Um, and he kicked four in that final against Geelong last year at home. Uh, the other thing they did find too was Finlayson-Dixon combination, the ruck. So I assume next year it becomes Lysette, Finlayson. Georgiades got squeezed out because of it, um, that that system. So I would like to see him play in defence in the preseason and try and play there next year. They're a little bit light on as for key defenders. Cleary's a little bit on the shorter side to play on the big blokes. So is McKenzie. So they've got a Lear-Lear. They don't want to lose a Lear-Lear. He's so important, but they've got a. There's a lot of good players in this team. A uh, heap of players to replace Carl Amon on the wing. Um, they get Rioli in if he turns up fit and ready to go. That and Fantasia plays. That's two gun small forwards. A couple of ifs there though. They're... It is because it hasn't happened. Uh, with Dixon, Marshall, Georgiades, Finlayson in the forward line, that's as dangerous forward line as the comp in the comp. So they need to get that contested ball right. Um, and they need to have a massive preseason. Uh, like the other four teams who finished bottom I spoke about last week, uh, theirs wasn't as bad. And um, they came to play every week, as I saw it, and they like Kenny Hinckley. But so, uh, I expect you, them to make the top four next year again. And Jason Horn francis coming in, Does that, yep. if that all goes through, is it even premiership oh, the, strong well, possibilities? Well, they finished second. And should have played in the grand final against Melbourne. I can't believe the performance they put up against the Bulldogs. I mean, they were down 30 contested ball at quarter time. And they're unlucky the previous and, prelim final exactly. against Richmond and ne- in and 2020. And I think next year their team will be better. I'm assuming the Fantasia Rioli in to replace Gray makes them better in the forward line. And they and Horn Francis certainly makes them better around the ball. I think they're a massive chance yeah. if they get a lot of things right to win it. But okay. certainly I've got him in at the top four again. I see you nodding a lot of things, Matty said there, particularly the back line being an area of issue. Yeah. I just think that's one area, key position defender. Mm. That's where they're going to – I think if they can find someone, I don't know who well, it is, that's that's the well, one. They, they stuffed around with Aaliyah Lear trying to play him on the second tall forward so he could intercept Mark and – they just messed around with it. But that's and, what he is in. He's more intercept know, marker but, than... But I'm saying with the lead, put him on the best defender and forget about your intercept marks. You've got a heap of players that can do it. So Burton can do it. Jonas can. Lockie Jones is going to be a star, and he's he can do it in defence. They've got players who can do it. Houston as well. So they've got players who can intercept mark. I'd put Ilya on the best def, uh, forward. I don't care if you don't get a kick. Just take out the best forward every week and stop messing around with trying to get him to intercept mark. How do you fix that? As you've identified, the, the key back now? Um, I, I, I haven't looked at, at their list closely, so I don't know what young key defenders they've, they've got coming through, whether there's mm. you know a, a second-tier player coming through. Well, Finlayson's done it. At, yeah, Finlayson did it at um, G, GWS. As a yeah. defender? No, yeah, not, not often, but that. he played back there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pushing for Georgiades to go back there. Oh, if you he need stays. to keep him in the team. If he stays. You need to keep him in the team. And, it, and yeah. that gives him a forward line of Marshall, Dixon, Finlayson, uh, assuming Lysette comes back and rucks. So yeah. I think they've got some options. They just need to do yeah. them in the preseason and try them. Mm. All right. Well, there it is. The uh, review of the Port Adelaide team. It's a good one for, for Matty. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very positive one, and one made even more positive if uh, the Jason Horn francis deal gets done. That list analysis for 
Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. We'll take a break. There's a few people on the line. We'll hopefully get to your calls before we shut down our time together today on The Late Trade. Sammy Hargrave's coming in the studio after that point. But uh, this is The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with megt.com.au and Chemist Warehouse INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow today, available from Chemist Warehouse. Your calls on the other side of this on The Late Trade. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Today's big moments for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. It's recapping the state of play on the official opening day of trade period 2022 for Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio and for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose the Drinkwise. Jason Horn Francis requesting a move back to South Australia one year into his AFL contract. Harry Mackay. Now contracted for Carlton until the end of 2030, Tim Taranto officially finding himself to Richmond on the back of the Tigers, giving up picks 12 and 19 to the Giants. Bobby Hill traded to Collingwood, and as per a few moments ago via the reporting of Josh Gablich, Jaden Hunt has in the process of moving to the Eagles. It's been a big day to open the official Ooh. opening of the 2022 trade period. We open up the calls. We've got a, a few moments to get to some, so let's uh, let's try and get through as many as we can. To beverage we go. Faz has called in. Hi, Faz. Uh, hey, guys. Just a couple of things. Um, I keep hearing a lot of negativity about Carlton and the Harry Mackay signing, but my question is, what was the alternative other than losing him as a free agent, then add us to the ever-growing list of clubs who need a key forward, need a key forward, need a key forward. We sign one, you criticise. At the end of the day, we know what he can do. You talk about hypotheticals. What if Tom DeConning comes good? What if he's a bust? We know Harry Mackay is good. Yeah, it's, it's the dilemma. Sauce? Um, and sauce? Yep. Are you, you're not contributing in this? No, no <laughs> we, we know Harry's. We know Harry can really play. I mean, the, the hypothetical is reduce the term if you can, but that's all negotiating, you know. But obviously they're happy with what's happened. I think it's great that Harry's signed at the Carlton Football Club, by the way, so he believes in what's going there. And, and you're right, to have two key forwards in, in Harry and also Charlie is great. It's just the term of the contract. They're all in, which is great. They're, they obviously this is what they're going for. The downsize is, and we probably shouldn't be looking at it so negatively, but if it doesn't work in four or five years' time, how's it going to look? That's Matty, you're, you're not convinced that Sauce is convinced, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, the, the thing we need to have a discussion about is what's going to happen with the CBA when the new television rights <clears throat> deal kicks in in 2025. So we've got two years to go. There's a lot of long contracts coming in. And my belief, and Sos probably knows more, is that the players are saying, if you're getting 800, it's 800 all the way through. It's not an increase with the, T, with the TPP well, going that's up. The, that's where the con- – that's what you've so, got to look into the contract. Exactly. So, so what I'm thinking is clubs are saying, we're getting a bargain in three years' time. Right. Because we're getting them cheap because the salary cap's going to go up a fair whack. Yep. And this player would normally get a lot more money if, in three years' time. If the increase is, is not put attached in their contract. Attached to the deal. Yeah. That, yeah, if it's not attached yeah. to the deal, which well, we'll I have, believe a lot of them aren't. 
we'll have that chat, I reckon, at some stage before the end of period trade period this year. Thanks for your call, Faz. Let's go to uh, Marcus now in Oakley. It's another Carlton question. Get ready, Sauce. Marcus? Hey, boys. How are you? Five. Be quick if you can, please, mate. We'll try to get you and one uh, more. Yep. Yeah, cool. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, with Carlton now, uh, all these deals, you know, they're fine. But the one that sticks out is obviously Zach Williams. Now, I'm not... I think he's the most overpaid player in the league. He's been paid close to $900,000 to take kickouts and, and play at half-back. I, I just want to get your opinion on this. And how, how did this deal end up going through? Like, how did Carlton possibly think this is okay to do? Um, look, initially, I think when Carlton got him, they thought they were desperate for a midfielder mm. and they, they thought that, that he was the one. Um, but obviously, um, Zach... Uh, he's had some injuries. Look, these things can turn quickly too. Like, it's yeah. interesting. If he can come back fit and play really well, well, it starts to level itself out a little bit. As it stands right at the moment, it doesn't look great. But we know Zach's got talent. He's really just got to get himself fit and playing to his best. He's a very, very good player. But, look, we don't get them all right, I can tell you that. Is that a worse yeah. deal than McGovern's? <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> Jeez. Just to close, uh, close of play Thanks, today, mate. throw that, throw <laughs> that little I, I hand was, grenade I, in. I was, was going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> I was going to sleep well tonight. Tell you what I am going to do. had some injuries. You were stiff. By the end of the week, we're going to go through the sack captain's club. He's <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that little hand grenade in right at the close of play today. We might have to revisit that at some stage. Uh, Marcus, thanks for your call. Daniel uh, in Ringwood. Hold on. Uh, Sammy Hargraves is, uh, is about to jump in the studio where Matty Rendell will be sticking around. This is close of play for the late trade, but hang around. Matty stays on with Sammy Hargraves. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.